0: No, 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 no.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 104 of the Misanthropod. I am Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Wib. Say hello. Uh, hello. I am also joined by Drumble Bum. Say hello. Hello. How are you lovely gentlemen doing this fine, incredibly warm evening?
2: <laughs> I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Matt? Yeah, I'm good.
1: Snipe? I am functioning within normal parameters. Thank you. Good.
2: Excellent. Wib, what have you been up to these last two weeks? Um, I would love to say that I have been doing a lot um but that would not be an accurate statement although <laughs> yeah i i have uh i have been doing little bits and pieces here and there um lots of painting and stuff uh if people have been following or well, if people follow me on the twitter um i can't remember if i mentioned this last time but i've been doing a hobby streak thing
3: yeah aren't you up to like day 40 yeah it? 40 um, day
2: 40k oh,
1: now you can never post again <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, if you don't know uh, what that is, um, it's a thing people do where every day they post a little bit of their progress on painting and modeling and stuff.
3: Yeah, it's super cool. Um,
2: So, yeah, I've been doing that, um, which has mostly been posting uh, incremental pictures of goblins. But, you know, that's just me, in it. I mean, mean, I'm I'm up to like 54 or something like grots painted now.
1: So Which... what that's like forty seven points.
2: <laughs> I mean <it's> like <laughs> hundred and fifty, yeah. Okay. Uh, um so I'm I'm over halfway of my goal of trying to get ninety painted this year, so that's quite cool.
1: Hmm.
2: Um I'm bearing in mind that I painted fifty nine models in total last year.
1: <laughs> nice. Wow, okay.
2: Uh so the fact that I've nearly painted as many just of, of grots alone and that doesn't count everything else that I painted. Um But yeah, so I've been doing that, so yeah, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, then you can see that. Um, And if you're not,
1: why are you listening to this fucking podcast?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't assume everyone cares about my goblins.
1: That's, ooh, ooh, loaded loaded statement there. It's, It's perfectly fine for
2: someone to listen to the podcast and not be interested in my goblin progress. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you're go- okay, I was going to say "your God bless," but it just sounds really weird. That sounds awful, um, and I would
2: ask that you never say those syllables again.
1: Because it sounds like you—you've got you're saying "God bless," but with a mouth full of like frozen blueberries. It does God very,
2: brutal. very specific. But, but, I see but what you, you mean. get it. You yeah. get it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> also, isn't it weird how blueberries are green on the inside? Like, wow.
2: Yeah, blueberries are liars.
1: All blueberries are liars. That's why. Um, it's not Vanessa Hudgens, the really sport brat from Willy Monker and the Chocolate Factory. who gets turned into a blueberry.
2: Yeah, Vanessa Hudgens, that's,
1: that's her
0: character. Sure. Yeah. 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 She gets uh,
1: turned into a blueberry because I don't know. She was she on like CITV or something. I don't fucking know. But yeah, so that's that's weird, and I've immediately forgotten what we're talking about. Goblins, they're fantastic. <laughs> Yes, Love um,
2: what I should mention is that one thing that I did start um, a few days back was I have a new podcast, as well as this podcast. It's oh. a new
1: podcast that's traitor. way better than this podcast. <laughs> yes, I
2: am a traitor. Um, so I guess I should slip into podcast advert mode. Mm. You know, when, when people, you yeah. know, when you listen to a podcast and you hear a really awkward advert in there? No. Like, okay, so. <clears throat> Hang on, we need Hello. to... Okay, uh, I can't be bothered to put one in in post, so can you just, like, do do a jingle with your mouth, now? Okay. do do do
3: do 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 does pods
2: Hello, I am Wib, you may know me, from such podcasts as The Misanthropod. If you like hearing me talk about science fiction, and I know I do, then you should check out Men With Funny Heads, a new science fiction podcast I am doing with my good friend Longfang. We have done one episode where we talk about Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda. Spoilers, it's not very good. But we'll be updating that every couple of weeks, and we should have some fun guests. You can find it currently on YouTube and SoundCloud, and soon it shall be available on things like Spotify and iTunes, and all places that good podcasts are sold.
1: Or good. maybe not. Or so, maybe
2: not. Know. I don't know. Fuck it, whatever. The
1: fuck. I love it how you started off with Andromeda, like... You got to make sure people's like expectations uh, aren't yeah. set too high. <laughs> people's
2: expectations have to be sufficiently lowered. They can't come in expecting like good content.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, like I was about to clarify. When you said it's not very good, you were talking about Andromeda, not the podcast.
1: Yes, I was talking about Andromeda. I haven't actually listened to the podcast, but I was their first <laughs> YouTube subscriber. You,
2: you were. Was. Yes.
1: Power <laughs> move. It's
2: It's a little bit scary starting a new YouTube channel again. Yeah, um, I bet. To start from zero, because, well, we've done done it with Sniper and Whip, yeah, like, the main we channel. sweat
1: blood and tears. To, like, it's fucking hard, Yaka, getting to get into <laughs> 33k. And starting off at zero is like, I've been born again.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I've already done uh, it before with my little side channel as well, which I've got yeah, up to, like... Yeah,
1: which successful anyway.
2: Well, I've got up to, like,
1: 5k, I, I think. subscribers on mine, and I haven't done anything in, like, three years. <laughs>
2: I should probably,
3: do something with I should probably
1: complete Dream Daddy. Actually, you should.
3: You should. I missed that should. series. No, no, pressure, of course. But... Wait,
1: really?
2: Yeah, I really I... like that series.
1: That's nice. Okay. Does it have
2: Steam Cloud?
1: Because
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, otherwise, um, that might be an issue. I don't know,
1: but now I own two copies of it because they gave it away with Twitch Prime recently.
2: Oh, okay. So
1: I'll just play two of them at uh, once, and that means that my my completion will be doubled. And my time will be halved. I that's am actually how that works.
2: 100% sure that's not how it works.
1: I mean, no, you're wrong. Yeah. And terrible. Can I just uh, say,
3: before we move on, your new podcast has the best name, by the way. Thank I'd say you. It's,
1: it's maybe a little bit down, because I know you and Longfang, and you have very handsome heads.
2: Uh, <laughs> well, the name Men With Funny Heads is... It comes from what my granddad used to call Star Trek. Which
1: <laughs> oh, you're watching the the men with funny heads?
2: Yeah, I think there was like variants of it. Sometimes like blokes with funny, like blokes with funny foreheads and things like that. There'd be variants of it, but um, <laughs> but men with funny heads seemed like the the best way to like average out the various mm-hmm, names. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where it comes from, uh, if you're wondering.
1: I was honestly wondering um, because the hardest part of anything is naming something. It's like you want to you want to create a new D and D character. The hardest part, naming, yeah, the part that naming that I, impossible. The, the
2: part that I am most upset about in just general is how so many of the things that I have been involved with I've ended up naming despite not being very good at naming things. <laughs>
1: I think that's part of the charm.
2: Like I came up Men with, with
1: funny heads is so bad, it's amazing. Yeah,
2: uh, Miss Misanthropod, that was me as well.
1: I remember <laughs> the night you thought of it because like <laughs> I was at the computer and I, I think I was on like fucking Seattle time or something. And you went to bed. You came. You came in like, like an hour later. Like you ran in in your underwear and went, "I've got it."
2: Because we'd recorded the first episode, but we didn't have a name for it. <laughs> yeah, <yet. laughs> and you were
1: like the misanthropod! and I'm like, "Yeah, okay." And thus, yeah. <laughs> see, I was gonna call it like Snipe and the the naughty boys
2: and it's a very good job that it didn't use that name <laughs> uh, the band uh, Fighting Evil is Cool that was oh, me that's too that's a terrible name yeah
1: yeah it was originally Brand New Hero which was we then found out already another... had a band in like just a couple of counties over
2: yeah uh, but they like stopped being a thing quite soon mm. so it was your
1: d d character which oh yeah I named yeah but that's I'm not... really proud of that normal like, yeah that's
2: the point actually I did paint I have now got a model of normal
1: oh back to goblins
2: yeah, um, painting goblins. Yeah, uh, if uh, if people don't remember, uh, a few months back now, uh, we play. Well, uh, some of us played a one shot of D anD. d And I played a goblin called Normal.
0: Yeah,
1: but do the voice. <laughs> it's,
2: it's based entirely. It was based entirely around the joke of me being able to walk up to people and go, "Hi, I'm Normal."
0: <laughs>
2: um, but I found out I had a handful of got of um, like grot parts from bad rooks like ammo runt like the old old resin ones um that when combined together made an excellent version of normal so normal is now hidden inside of my grot mobs but if i ever need to play him in anD i now have a physical model of him which is pretty
1: great so you could say he's above average Wait no, I've lost it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was... going to
1: be like a, oh he's he's super normal, and I'm like, well, that is technically correct, but it is also something no one ever fucking says, like calling a maid a daily. Do you go- have you ever heard that before? Apparently, it's an English term of referring to a housekeeper as a daily.
2: Um, what? I I I don't have a housekeeper um, for no, multiple reasons.
1: Okay, I mean. That's not what I'm asking, but have I have have literally never
2: never, ever heard that term before?
1: Because El James, the woman from Fifty Shades of Grey, she wrote like a porny, like fucking, like oh, there's there's a maid from oh shit, where is she from? Albania, and like she's in the country (laughs) illegally, and then she she starts cleaning the house of this rich fuckwit. Who's like, ooh, we're in love, but we can't. I can't be with my daily, and they keep referring to her as a daily, and it's just fucking weird.
3: Why have you read this?
1: Oh, this is this is an El James book.
3: Yeah, but that doesn't explain why you read it.
1: I didn't read it. Okay, I listened to it <laughs> being read, and it fucking sucked. <laughs> well, I didn't listen to all of it being like read because.
2: Yeah, no, I'm not familiar with that term at all. I've never heard it, and I feel we're we're somewhat getting off the rails here.
1: Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I am here.
2: Yeah, but I feel like we should try and retain some proximity to the rails. I'm
1: like a magnet for rails. You know how you turn a magnet round and then they repel each other? That's me. I repel (laughs) the rails. Um... And you guys are just clinging on
2: desperately. you, You are a maglev train. Thank you. I'm glad you made that. I was about to make a maglev joke too. Mag- um, good.
1: Mag- good. A mad lib train.
2: A mad lib train. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. No, no, is that what you fucking no, said?
2: No, a maglev.
1: Maglev. Yeah. That sounds like a handgun. It's
2: levitation done by magnets. Hence maglev.
1: Also, like what Magneto does.
2: No, but let's go with
1: it. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to carry on. Uh, so anyway... Uh, yes, I've painted goblins, and you should go listen to my podcast. It is a thing that exists.
1: Also, I was on the Lonely Havoc podcast. You were, yes. Yeah.
2: Um, when's that coming out?
1: Great question. It'll probably be out by uh, by the time this is out.
2: I if it comes out the same day, same day it does every month. It will not.
1: Okay. Well, probably. yeah. But yeah, look up the Lonely Havoc podcast because like Lonely Havoc is a fucking awesome dude. And he's very lovely and I basically went off the rails and talked about absolutely nothing for two hours and he was kind enough not to like disconnect the call and block me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd definitely go check him out. Yes, yes. Uh, anyway,
2: okay. uh, on two things I have done, uh, though I haven't got much done because of various bits and pieces. Um, I, did, I did check out a few series and things. So, the first one was because I've run out of Star Wars series to watch.
1: Yeah, you've watched, like, every Star Wars. Yeah,
2: except, like.
1: The porn parodies.
2: I was going to say, like, there's a. Is it Forces of Destiny? Like, those shorts and things? Yeah. I haven't watched or those. The webtoons. Yeah, but they're, like, webtoon stuff, so I don't really count them. Yeah.
1: I mean, they're. Probably be quite hard to watch because they are aimed at like kids. Yeah, so.
2: and I haven't watched droids or Ewoks, but that's because Disney are cowards and haven't put those on Disney Plus. Yep. <laughs> um, but so I'll because like uh, I'm thinking might cancel the service soon because kind of watched everything I wanted to watch in yeah. it. Like, uh, but I did watch a couple of bits and pieces on there. One of which was that I finally, after like 20 years, got to see the end of the 90s Spider-Man cartoon.
3: Was it good? Was it worth it?
2: No, but it was was decent. But, you know, how many things are actually worth waiting 20 years for?
1: I don't know. Um, Chocolate licorice.
2: Um, Did, Did... no
1: no you're right i need it now <laughs>
2: um but yeah if you're for those not familiar there was a spider man series made i think it was between 1994
1: and 1996 <laughs> sorry I don't for those who aren't aware chocolate licorice <laughs> was a staple of australian confectionery. i was just like why are you telling everyone about that but now i really want it so thanks okay
2: i mean i didn't say that so um you did in my mind okay so, uh, the spider, I think it's called the amazing spider. I think it's its official name.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I um, remember he would jump on the amazing spider yeah, logo yeah. at the end of every intro.
2: And, and I remember watching it loads at the time and right at the end of its run, it did, uh, a, a adaptation of secret wars uh, or secret war. I forget if it's plural.
1: It doesn't matter. Uh, they do, like Every, like, fucking ten years, they do another secret war yeah. kind of things. So. Uh, but
2: the general idea is that Spider-Man gets in a bunch of other Marvel superheroes and then fights a bunch of Marvel supervillains on this alien planet. Um,
1: it's basically Battle Royale.
2: No. Um, I think that was <laughs> the joke, but
1: okay.
2: <laughs> um, so... It's really cool because they did a because they did a load of Marvel uh, like comic adaptations at that time. They get in a lot of the the same people to like voice them and have the same interpretation to the characters. So, like they have um, Storm from the X Men in there.
1: Storm is legit
2: um, From you know The X-Men cartoon With the best theme tune Oh
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So Uh They get in the Fantastic Four Who had their own Cartoon at the time They get in Iron Man Who again had a Cartoon at the time uh, gets, get him... Cap- gets Captain America Who I think
1: that's yeah. The voice by David Hayter Yeah that's
2: the one Where it's voiced By David Hayter Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Didn't they have a uh, blade in there as well?
2: Not in that one. Okay. no. Because uh, there was okay. a bunch of cameos throughout the series. Another
1: Punisher like shows up. The Punisher does show up in um... his. F- oh my god! In his stupid headband and white gloves and fucking white boots. It's like Frank. We get it. You're he's No, Bouncer. he's not. Got, he's not got that design. No.
2: No. No. He's, he's got always. Got...
1: got the trench coat and the, uh, he's the got, bandana. He's got a
2: bandana. He basically looks like Snake. He's even in similar colours. because He's in kind of an off green colour for yeah. the most part. He's actually, I didn't really realise that. He's very Snake in this one. He's just Snake with a Punisher skull. You
1: know, a lot of my life is starting to make sense now. (laughs) Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
2: But the thing is, there's this little arc um, where all these superheroes and supervillains all fight. Um, And at the end of it, um, because it's basically been pulled together by this um, entity called the Beyonder, who's like a godlike being, uh, and Madam Web, who'd appeared periodically throughout the series. Uh, and then right at the end, at the end of these like this like run, I think it's like four or five episodes or something, um, Spider-Man is then told, ah, but now your greatest challenge awaits you, and then he gets whisked away. And I never saw what happened after that.
1: Oh. Hmm.
2: Like, I didn't know what came after that, and it's always bothered me. He so... has to
1: bake a cheesecake without it sinking in the middle. Am I right, everyone? No. You've never baked a cheesecake.
3: No one should bake cheesecake. Baked cheesecake's are the worst compared to not baked cheesecakes.
1: I mean, if I, if I cheese, me. cheesecake is cheesecake and cheesecake is good.
2: I'm not, I, look, I'm not trying to make any comment about the correct or incorrect ways to prepare a cheesecake. It's just that I'm talking about <laughs> Spider-Man and in it he does not create cheesecake. You can't
1: say that for sure. I can and because... you read the I, comics...
2: Well, I've watched, yeah, didn't fucking think so. I've watched these episodes and it does not contain cheesecake.
1: But you, Maybe it had a cameo, like a little like in the background. <laughs> it's like an Easter egg for eagle-eyed viewers who would read the comic books.
2: It may have done, but also I don't care. I don't care about cheesecake. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners, but I don't care about cheesecake.
1: Whib is cancelled. Anyway...
2: The final, the final couple of episodes. It turns out I had seen a bit of them, but I hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen the whole episode, so I didn't have the context for it. It's basically uh, one of the episode. It's basically kind of brushing against the Spider Verse thing, where Spider Men from different realities are all pulled together. So one of them's still going through like the Man Spider thing. So he's got eight arms.
1: That 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 arc freaked me Mm. out when I watched it as a kid. It was super scary.
2: Um, One of them's like Iron Spider type deal. Um, one of them's got, like, Doc Ock's arms. Oh,
1: yeah, that one. Yeah. Um,
2: one of them's, um... is it, is
1: it Do they have the punk spider in there? They
2: didn't, but they do have, oh, what's it? Is it Scarlet Spider?
1: Um, Scarlet Spider, yeah. yeah. Uh
2: and they then have to deal with, like, Spider Carnage, who's basically Sp- Spider-Man, but he got Carnage instead.
1: Sparnage.
2: And he's gone insane, basically. Anyone
1: who's interested in the cartoon... Um, canon. I don't know if it's shared with the comic books of the time but um, it was the Green Goblin or was it the Hobgoblin who basically was like, oh I'm going to introduce the symbiote in here and he chucks it to this, this guy in a maximum security prison who's just like a gibbering maniac.
2: Yeah and he what what he does is because there's like a reoccurring thing of like a portal generator that occurs multiple times throughout the series like that tech comes up and the Green Goblin uses it to um, free Eddie Brock and give him back the Venom symbiote because yeah. that's shown earlier on in the um, in in the series. I actually rewatched that bit as well, just because no, Venom. I think the, the whole like Venom arc is kind of fun and um, and then he just goes next door and finds a raving lunatic and it's like hmm, I should give you a symbiote too and that's where carnage comes from yeah. in that that continuity I know it can it's different in like mainline comic Yeah but bit, in
1: but... in the current well in the continuity of the TV show yes. that's that's where carnage comes from
2: Um but yeah so basically the the bit I was missing because I don't feel bad about spoiling a kids television show from 24 years ago <laughs> Um is that Spider Carnage was going to set forth a like basically combine the the portal weapon with other th- with like some other tech and basically make it into something that would destroy reality. But it would also have like a cascade effect and destroy every reality.
1: But Spider Carnage doesn't care because Spider Carnage Sp- Spy- Spider
2: Spider Carnage. That's what I said.
1: <laughs> is like just a big murdery naughty man. He's he's gone a bit
2: wrong. I mean, um, Spider
1: Carnage.
2: Yeah. He, um, he is wrong. Now, where this gets kind of weird is because there's obviously um, we have prime timeline Spider-Man, will say, for this. But there's also a Spider-Man who won't say where he's from, but he doesn't have any powers. He's just a guy, but he's wearing the spider suit. Um, so, Spider Carnage is defeated. They go through a couple of different realities. So, you see, like, a reality where um, William Fisk is like Peter Parker's lawyer and you mean Wilson
0: Fisk
1: Wilson Fisk sorry yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. it I happens just, don't yeah. worry
2: I had that thing where I was like I'm sure I got that wrong but it's fine I'll just barrel on um, <laughs>
1: well sorry <laughs> no
2: it's fine um and uh Uncle Ben's still alive in that universe as well um, so, you know, uh, that's how they, they beat Spider Carnage, is they bring out Uncle Ben to basically talk some sense into him, because it's like, you know, mm. it gets through to him enough that he, you know, kills himself, basically.
1: Oh, fucking hell. He okay. he couldn't separate
2: himself from the symbiote, he'd been connected to it for too long. Right. Um,
1: that's still pretty extreme for a kids show. Yeah. Jesus. Uh,
2: and So, reality saved, and me finally seeing, you know, how, how that story arc um, ends, then powerless spider-man they explain and go oh yeah by the way he's um he's an actor he plays spider-man in the spider-man tv series and so they go into that universe which is presumably supposed to be ours even though we don't didn't or don't have a live action spider-man series at that point well maybe um, he
1: was like the, the uh the seventies have... Japanese one. Yeah, I
2: was gonna say have they ever made a live action Spider Man series apart from the Japanese one where he has a giant mech called Leopardon.
1: Oh, I think they did actually, and it was around the seventies.
2: Did you say uh, Leo Hardon?
1: Leopardon. Leopardon. Oh, yes. Okay. It sounds like Leo Hardon though, doesn't it? Uh he
2: has been uh, canonized in one of the more recent Spider Verse comics.
1: <laughs> yes, he has.
2: Which is great. <laughs> so good. Um so he goes into, for the sake of argument, our world and then meets Stan Lee.
1: Huh. I yeah, I looked over and I was like, why the fuck is Stan Lee there? I mean, okay fine. Could
2: you say, is that supposed to be Stan Lee? I'm like, yes, it is actually Stan Lee. <laughs> You're like, what? I'm like, don't ask. <laughs> uh so yeah, he basically comes comes to our world and sees that, you know, even you know, that there is a world where he is, you know, he, is he is a hero, even if he's fictional in that one. And then he gets taken away by Madame Web to go, basically, as his reward for saving reality. They're going to go and find Mary Jane, because in that continuity, he got married to Mary Jane. Oh,
1: didn't he, like, kill her with his radioactive jizz? No,
2: it's a kid's TV show. They
1: literally have the enemy (laughs) commit suicide!
2: Yeah, but I think radioactive jizz, which was not the comics, by the <laughs> way, that is a thing. Um, is he
1: strong? Listen, blood. Listen, blood. He's got thing. radioactive does, spunk. There's like a
2: weird vocoded, <laughs> the, the little uh, intro theme has like this weird vocoded, kind of distorted. Where just
1: goes, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and it, it, I could never make out what he was supposed to be saying at one point, part of it, and it's like, oh, he's saying radioactive spider blood over and over again. Oh, okay.
1: So it's Dicko sleeping,
2: basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder how long this would have taken were it not for the tangents
1: <laughs> I have gone fully troppo um, and I'm overtired so
2: so, but uh, yeah Mary Jane in that continuity had been cloned and the real version oh, was missing but yeah. the clone version had was made from is it hydroman's DNA like so she was made of water so she like evaporated <laughs>
1: what like fucking a waterbed yeah basically or like, spider-man you know when was... you drink too much water and your tummy goes slosh 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 yeah spider-man
2: yeah. was he he married a waterbed yeah nice for a little while and then yeah she uh, her she, she basically kind of fell She's apart a, she it basically... to
1: Kelly,
2: yeah she it to Kelly I was about to yeah, yeah. I, was about, I was about to make that connection yeah um but yeah and so the, the it ends on oh yes we're going to go and and do that and I was like okay that's uh, that's that's kind of cool and so I finally got to see that after all those years I watched a couple of episodes of Spider-Man Unlimited, which is like a series that they followed it up with. Oh, okay. Uh, which is set where there is another Earth on the other side of the sun that's like a bizarro Earth, which weirdly is also a plot point in season four of Lex. It's in canon. Actually, no, it's season three of Lex, but it leads into season four. Um. Uh, and yeah, Um. and that planet is full of furries. Awesome, like anthropomorphized, like like animals, and then humans are like a uh, underclass.
1: Okay, that's less cool.
2: And Venom and Carnage are there, but well. now they don't—they <laughs> don't need to have someone to be like bipedal. They're like their own independent characters. It's oh, weird.
1: So, like, well, I mean, the Symbiote is like sentient. Yeah, but it's like, like bipedal.
2: It looks like Eddie Brock wearing the Venom Symbiote.
1: You see. I always think because I got like a little gacha with like a um, a little venom in it that was like mid transformation and he was doing the back of the hand like blur you yeah know, you know the blur and like his his whipping his whipping Thwop. <laughs> and he still had like he had this because he had like proper venom comic book proportions so he was barra as heck yes and like he was kind of standing on this big pile of like squiggly symbiote tendrils mm. and like but his left foot was still eddie brock's left foot so it was this gigantic like converse shoe <laughs> with like a so- a white sock halfway up his calf and now anytime i think of like venom i think that it goes down to his calves and then it's just socks and converse <laughs> like every- i can't not think that
2: you should th- this is not particularly related to what you're talking about but you should really watch venom the movie it's it's not good, no. But it's also like shit in a really enjoyable way.
1: Yeah, it's
2: it has some terrible writing in it, but it's kind yeah, like of like a fun, turn terrible. in the
1: wind. Like, what?
2: Yeah, that's right at the end of the movie.
1: Oh, great!
2: And yeah, they do bicker like a married couple. Excellent. Um, it's
1: that's probably why everyone's been shipping them. It's so It's pretty great, honestly. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, I mean, it's terrible, but it's also quite fun. I, it's that like one of those things where I'm like, I can understand why a sequel. Is being made because it's like I say, it's bad, but in quite a fun way. But anyway, um, that's a weird show, Spider Man Unlimited. Um, because it's like oh, someone, cause it's based on a comic series as well. It's not like they just pulled it out of their ass. It's it's weird. Mm. Um, quite fun uh, because before Spider Man gets his new fancy suit that he has for that run, that's like nanobots. Um, you briefly see him wearing the the classic spider suit, and it actually uses the theme tune from the mid-90s tv show while he's wearing that that's really cool and um, to sort of show a bridge between that which is kind of nice yeah
1: no, no, that's hmm. cool
2: um but apart from that i also uh and I, I won't talk about this for very long because uh people know about that know firmly about this but i watched a handful of season 30 of the simpsons
1: oh god you told me you you, you touched upon the horrors that you have witnessed um,
2: because just out of morbid curiosity,
1: yeah, I wanted to see if if it was as bad as
2: everyone says. Because I've not seen an episode of The Simpsons for over a decade, mm. and it was pretty bad when I last watched it. It mm. was it was like just was like
1: hey, let's just do Family Guy, but yeah, somehow worse. Yeah, um... however, that is possible.
2: Uh, and yeah, now it's now it's not quite the same, but it still has real elements of that. And uh, the one thing that I was really struck by was that I did not expect to watch The Simpsons and be reminded of my own mortality. <laughs> <laughs> because having not watched it for some time, there are a handful of actors. Uh, the uh, the I can't remember a name offhand, but the uh, actor who plays Marge Simpson.
1: Oh, I can't remember.
2: Um, in particular, so many of the actors have audibly aged. Ooh. Like Marge sounds old. Homer sounds a lot older as well, but Marge is like the one who's the most affected by it. And I, I do think she has a bit more of a... I think they've given her a bit more to do now as well.
1: Rather than just being the uh, the wife to stand there and disapprove.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, so it, it's accentuated as well because you hear her talk a bit more. Or maybe it's just the episodes I saw were very Marge-centric. Maybe, yeah. Um. But I can... I can say that I watched about five episodes of season thirty, including the True House of Horror from that season, uh, and you know they're normally like the they're best. They're usually
1: the the magnum opus. Yeah, they're
2: normally or, like they're pretty good usually, um, or at least they always used to be. And I can honestly say the funniest bit in all of those episodes was a couch gag where it just became an episode of Bob's Burgers for forty five seconds because it was a cameo. <laughs> And it was like, wow, this feels like it's got energy. Like, Bob, Bob's Burger's got its problems, and especially some of those early seasons, there's, there's some pretty fucking yikes humour in it that I can understand would put people off. But, like, it's got at least kind of a bit of a, a verve to, like, the writing um like they have a bit of like
1: well they haven't they haven't written 30 fucking seasons yeah. of it because it's a good gravy train yeah
2: and so just having and so having that which feels like it you know that it has a bit of energy between the dialogue between characters was like oh wow uh because yeah wow the season the simpsons has just got weird now the the weirdest part about it is that they've picked up some weird traits um like that they can't just end an, an episode like a normal episode anymore Right. So what happens what happens and this happened in in every episode that I saw is that so they'll get to the end of the narrative and there'll be a joke at the end of the narrative um and then there will afterwards be another scene that is just a joke that's just something that happen, that happens after that scene but it's not, like, important to the narrative. It's just an extra joke on the end of it that's, like, just a 40-second uh, like joke on the end of it. So it, you go, okay, so episode over. Okay, there's this little extra bit that doesn't really mean anything. And then sometimes they'll follow that up by, over the credits, having a kind of, like, another sequence like that that quite often occurs somewhere within the episode chronologically. So rather than end the episode... They'll try and have one or possibly two other punchlines after that.
1: Now, I remember two times. This is back when The Simpsons was good, mind you, um, that they did have a thing over the credits at the end. Mm. One of them was um, where Homer basically leaves his mum on like one of those like cross county buses. And just sits on his car and watches the stars. And it's really sad. Mm. And then the next one is like after he like eats fugu or whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm not dead. I'm going to live each day like it's my last. And then the entire credits is him sitting there eating chips in front of the TV. <laughs> watching football for the entirety of the credits. It's like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's like, a, now that's how you do that.
2: That's a very different era. It's also a little peculiar to see um, the characters interacting with the modern day. So, like, the their TV is a flat screen now. Mm. It's it's not just that big box CRT it always used to be. Scary. But it's still drawn the same from the front. It's just proportioned differently. It's really weird. Ooh,
1: that, hmm.
2: it, it's You sit there and you go, I didn't think it was possible to get the uncanny valley from a television set, but you've managed it. <laughs> um it also yeah it's just weird if you haven't watched it in a while and you get the chance i would recommend just watching an episode or two because it's 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 really hard to quantify how the humor has specifically changed but it doesn't have yeah it doesn't have the pacing it doesn't have it like quite often jokes will be really drawn out you know like the simpsons was quite often had these like quite quick pace things and also it does that thing, um, so you know how The Simpsons has like a consistent universe? Like it's amped up, but it's also... It,
1: it, it is consistent within its own universal yeah. rules.
2: So like uh, the, the example I, I, I often use for this kind of thing is, you know how like if something falls down a set of stairs, it will always burst into flames at the end? <laughs> that is such a that's good fucking joke. Because that's just the thing that happens in The Simpsons. Like mm. that's that's like a thing, but it's like consistent throughout the universe that that's like the level of absurdity that can happen. But it doesn't really get into like full-on Family Guy. There's no rules like yeah. stuff. Mm. This does. There's one of the little post, like uh, the post jokes that happens after the narrative in one of the episodes is um, Flanders on. On his uh, on his um, lawn, I think he's mowing or he's gardening or something. And there's a thunder uh, and you know a clap of thunder happens. And Rod and Todd are scared of it. And he's like, "Oh, don't worry, that's just uh, the angels playing uh, angels bowling." And then a huge bowling pin falls from the sky and like destroys his roof. Oh. Which. Oh. I I I don't know if I'm supposed to like. That's one of those things where you go, "Am I supposed to interpret that as a thing that happened, or is that just a complete non sequitur, little thing that you just? It's just a a joke with the characters." You
1: know, when you see you you kind of hear something that's so unfunny, you can usually sit there and go, "Like, well, okay, here's how I would set up the situation. So this is how I would make it funny. I can't even think of how I can make that <laughs> funny. It's just bad."
2: it's a weird it's a weird one the only uh, the only uh, fun joke in that one about flanders is uh, that cuz god is talking to like an angel about like letting people into heaven and he basically saying oh yeah it's going to be awkward. You know, like it's going to be awkward when he comes up, uh, comes up here cuz uh, both of his wives have died
1: oh i didn't know that i didn't uh, know he got remarried
2: yeah he got he got uh, remarried to miss carrople
0: he what? did
1: yeah Ah, well, fuck. Okay. And, and
2: both those characters have died, and it shows them in heaven. I can't remember what one of them were, but one of them's, like, making out with Abe Lincoln.
1: That's definitely <laughs> Ms. Krabappel.
2: Um, so it's like, yeah. But anyway, I, yeah, it, it, it's deeply surreal to watch it. Um, just it, Like I say, just seeing The Simpsons interact with modern technology just feels weird. Like There's an, an episode that I didn't watch, but it was like the, like it's like crusty on a podcast and that feels fundamentally (laughs) wrong
1: yeah that sounds like a really horrible description of like one of us crusty on a podcast
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) i'm sorry it's been a rough couple of weeks i haven't showered much so i'm crusty on a podcast
1: (laughs) oh i too am crusty on a podcast and drummer matt's just well he's slimy Mm. on a podcast yes
2: uh but yeah, uh, so Simpsons weird. One last thing to mention is I've been carrying on playing Subnautica and I've got to the point where I've <laughs> unlocked the big submarine, so that's good.
1: So if I got you a pair of booty shorts that on the butt said, are you naughty?" would you wear them?
2: I probably wouldn't, but that's purely because I would find them uh, constrictive.
1: Well, they could be loose like stubbies. I don't know, I've
2: never been able to get into into that.
1: Okay, well what if I just get you like some like juicy couture sweatpants and you can have are you sub naughty? Okay. And then I'll I'll have a pair of like booty shorts that just say Are you nasty? I'm
2: I'm I'm alright, honestly. Um I'm So not... you
1: want I'm alright
2: on your <laughs> just have, it's fine written across the
1: arms. <laughs> <ass. laughs>
2: keep it on brand.
1: I'd like to think drama has like lest we forget <laughs> on his booty shorts. Jesus. Um
2: <laughs> But yes. we can't
1: get that ass out of our head.
2: Subnautica is quite good. Really mm. enjoying it. Um and it's interesting to see where it goes because there is a narrative going on there. Okay. And you slowly find out more and more things and it's cool. I enjoyed a lot. Um, I did have a really cool moment where, having built the big submarine, which is called the Cyclops, and uh, from a technical point of view, I was really impressed with it because if you've got the smaller um, submarine, which is called the Sea Moth, although I renamed mine to be Mothra, of course, of course. obviously, um, and so I opened because I'd done that. I named my Cyclops. I named it uh, Godzilla. So you know, because you know, it's it, it goes deep in the ocean. So it yeah. makes
1: sense. It's not just pointless referencing. <laughs> um, you need to have a mod so every time it drives. You replace the engine sound with. Doo-doo-doo, doo-doo-doo, <laughs> just replace the soundtrack of the game. Yeah.
2: Um, but so, but you, if you go underneath the Cyclops with your Sea Moth, the bottom of it opens up, and then it pulls in the Sea Moth,
1: That is so cool.
2: Um, to be cut. So it pull it. So you you get in a vehicle which you can then go into another vehicle with which then is pulled inside it and then you get out inside the other vehicle and it's all underwater and every time that happens I'm like I cannot imagine the technical hurdles of making all that work together. That sounds
1: like a headache. <laughs> uh,
2: but it's really cool and it led to this really fun moment so I, I basically set up my, I've set up a new base like away from the starting area um, towards one of the islands because there are a couple of bits of land in the game um. And I was like, oh, I'm going to see how far what happens when I dive down as deep as my new submarine can get, because it can get down significantly deeper than previously you're able to. And so I took it down into like this, this area where I like gathered a bunch of resources. I'm like, this is cool. And then there was like a part where it said, where I, I it like told me about it. And it's like, oh, this is a crater. And it described it as the only life in there is microbes and leviathans. Do not go in there.
1: I'm sorry. Hmm. Leviathans? Yeah,
2: there's like a category of thing called Leviathan. Um, oh, I hope are, they're friendly. They are not. Oh. Um, so I thought, well, okay, I'm going to save the game, and I'm going to go and see what's in there. Uh, so I I, I, t- I take my uh, my submarine down, and then I start getting warnings. Um, Warning,
1: you will fucking die. Well, I start getting <laughs>
2: warnings that I'm being attacked, and so I'm like trying to turn my submarine around to even get a look at the thing, because I just keep seeing out of the corner of like my window just the whip of a tail
1: that is that is peak right. horror movie yeah, right.
2: um and then i eventually get to turn it all the way around uh, turn it all round to get a good look at it and it's like a, a hammerhead shark crossed with like an eel but it's like a hundred feet long and it's eating my fucking submarine oh and so i'm like trying to shake it off because i haven't got any weapons on my submarine yet um, that
1: was your first mistake that did
2: not work out well and then it's like and then uh it, it's like oh baby it's like alarms start blowing. it's like abandoned ship so i so i because of the whole interior to your submarine so i turn around uh turn around to go and run to my little smaller submarine that's docked in it while water's pouring into it and every like all my stuff starting to catch fire inside that is so fucking it's, cool it's like listing it's on it's <gasps> it's like tipping to its side <laughs> And so I run in and I dive into my sea moth. Now the thing is I'm below the recommended depth mm. of the sea moth, so it's gonna start crushing. Oh, but I'm shit. like, if it can just get me out just enough. So I <laughs> jump in it, it erupts from that as my as my big um ship is just destroyed and torn apart. I get like fifty feet in the sea moth before a combination of it being eaten by what turns out to be two Leviathans. Oh my god. <laughs> um <laughs> And just the depth crushing it to pieces. So then I pop out. I pop out of that just as me. Whip out my sea glide, which is a little like propeller thing. thing. Crash
1: bandicoot. That's like yeah, yeah, little propeller, a little
2: like like propel thing for like a single person. Whip that out, and then I'm like. Desperately going for the surface, I'm like, okay, I've got a really good the air bends tank. The Benz be damned. The, the bends that, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad the Benz doesn't exist in the game. Can Jesus you cross. fucking
1: imagine?
0: <laughs>
2: and then I'm like, trying to get to the surface, I'm like, okay, I can make this, I've got enough air. And then I turn around and these two things are chasing me. They are chasing me <laughs> out of the depths.
0: Ooh! Okay, I, I'm actually getting co- super so uncomfortable. Cool. I look around and
2: I see them like turn around and I'm like, okay, I've got it. They didn't turn around. They obviously just regrouped and then came up and then just ate me.
1: Fuck me, dude. And I was like, did you nearly break the surface?
2: I got within a. I think I. I. I had like more than enough oxygen to get there, and I was like 200 meters from the surface, and I was <sighs> down at like 450 meters to begin with.
1: Gee, that honestly, that is. Just, ooh, that's so yeah. fucking cool. That was just a re- made we want
2: to put this game on my wish list. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was just a really cool little bit of gameplay, and it's one of those things that it like it didn't. I, I, that happened because I yeah, wanted to stick my yeah I wanted to stick my dick in the dangerous thing and see what happens. <laughs> uh, and it well, turned out bad. Things. Um, <laughs> if I go in there again, I'll severely upgrade my uh, things to have weaponry. Because Jesus!
0: Uh, yeah, but that's... yeah, Subnautica's
2: great. Um, I'm trying to think anything else. Oh, I also watched. Um, I finally got around to watching Black Panther and Toy Story Four. Um, oh. which i just hadn't got around to
1: watching i keep me i am just kind of a bit burnt out on superhero movies mm. black Panther's is very good yeah
2: no i feel um, things. yeah just just Okoye
1: cool. is amazing and <laughs> i love that yes her.
2: you you'd like it uh, you'd like it and um toy story 4 is a weird one because i i kind of like how it ends because I won't give any any spoilers for anyone that wants to watch it because there's, there's a lot about it about the journey of getting to that point and even though it's a little bit of an old thing um, but it like it grants some characters a degree of agency and like self-actualization that the movies previously hadn't. So even though it's like a movie where only like four of the characters matter so like <laughs> Just, minor spoilers, Buzz Lightyear doesn't matter in this movie, one bit. He's in it.
1: Okay. He's in it because it's a Toy Story he, He's in it because is. it's
2: Toy Story, but, yeah. like, you could replace him with any other of the toys, like, and it would fundamentally play out more or less the same.
1: Have you seen the third Toy Story? I have, yes. Okay. My favourite character in Toy Story is the stuffed dinosaur that has, like, AOL chat room sex with, like the other dinosaur down the road. Like, they just get on and they, like...
2: The triceratops, like the blue one. Yeah. Uh, they, she, she is also in Toy Story I 4. I love her. Um, she's like,
1: oh, yes! just It's like playing, like, a little carnivore, herbivore kind of game. Anyway, doesn't mind. doesn't matter.
2: There's also because Bonnie's the new kid that's got the toys. And uh, she's got a stuffed unicorn who every single plan that he has involves getting Bonnie's dad arrested so I feel <laughs> that there's some Ooh. unresolved issues in there um
1: okay that could be very grim
2: I don't think that's what they're going for. I think they're just going for but the fact that the unicorns got a fucking I, weird
1: okay, thing in their head this, over it. this, honestly, that unicorn sounds a lot like me. Because <laughs> when I get an idea, for some reason, I just don't drop it. Yeah. So it does feel like I would just get obsessed with sending someone's dad to jail.
2: <laughs> I also realise, and I won't, uh, again, because I, I, I want to try and, and wrap this up, because if uh, Senna had nothing to talk about, I've talked for a long time. Um, but... So uh, you you probably know if if you haven't seen the movie, but there's a new character called Forky in it, who is a toy that is made by a kid. It's like a a spork that's been given legs and googly eyes and a pipe cleaner arms. Now it does come to life, and that raises all sorts of questions about how life is bestowed. Yeah, how life is bestowed in this Toy Story universe. I think we talked about that like fifty podcasts ago at one point. Probably. Um, talking about like where does where would the life reside in like a Lego man?
1: Because the they're made
2: out of like multiple parts. Uh, a bit like how um, in uh, is it Toy Story Three? Mister Potato Head replaces the potato with a, like a cucumber.
1: No, it's not. It's a. Um... Oh, it's like a
2: wrap thing, or
1: it's a, it's a tortilla. Yeah, a soft, right. soft tortilla. No. And he's just flopping around. Oh, there, there is a bit in one <laughs> yeah.
2: of the in one of where it is also a cucumber because mm. I saw it like two days ago. So. Okay. Okay. Fine. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the tortilla thing. Also, but...
1: I can't wait for Toy Story Five when like all of Andy's anime waifu statues come to life and <laughs> just fucking kill him.
2: Um, but the part, the the thing that I get is I find very interesting uh, is that. So, straight up, I'm thinking too much about the rules of uh, magic in a kids te- in a kids movie. Like, yeah, I, I I know and I'm not supposed to think about it this much, but I just kind of find it kind of interesting, is that Forky knows that he is made of trash. That's what he says. He says, I am trash. He's like uh, Danny DeVito's character in Always Sunny.
1: Okay. He's the
2: (laughs) trash man. Oh. Um, But he knows that's what he is. But if we work by the idea that by making him a toy, that bestows sentience upon him, or at least the ability to communicate upon him, And he wasn't, like, pulled out of the bin as a full thing, so he was given that sentience outside of being rubbish. That means that he retains some knowledge of his previous existence, which implies that every inanimate object in the Toy Story universe has at least some degree of awareness of what it is, at least has... So, I mean to know what you are is like a, an actually quite high level thing so yeah um what I'm saying is that the entirety of the Toy Story universe is a lot of items that are in a I have no mouth yet I must scream kind of situation fantastic mm. thank you And um, so a house is just a bunch of bricks that wish they could scream <laughs>
1: See, I'm usually the one that comes out with that shit, but okay.
2: <laughs> also, it became more and more apparent to me how weird it is that there are some toys that don't have sentience. Like some of the cars and things like that are just objects; they're just a toy, um, and they don't like have like knowledge. There's a remote control car in RC. No, no, not that one. He... RC is briefly in uh, Toy Story 4, okay. but um, another remote control car. Well, actually, it's a remote control skunk. Don't think about it. Um, but that is just an object. Like, that's not alive. What
1: about, like, um, the etch sketch That's like, that's a, cre- that's a creativity tool. Yeah. Does that mean my pencils are alive? If so, I should probably take them out of my mouth.
2: Yeah, also, <laughs> Bo Peep's a fucking lamp. Yeah. Although I think they I love
1: tr- how she gets a costume change, even though she's solid fucking porcelain. I,
2: I think what they try what they try to go with on this one is that um, she's a that is that even though she's made of porcelain, she is a doll that's supposed to be detachable from the thing. So that's that does explain the toy aspect, yeah, and, what, and that she does have cloth clothing, um, which I don't think she does in the earlier ones. I think no, she is all porcelain. She is, but uh, straight I up think just porcelain. I think that's just a retcon uh, because you wouldn't be able to have. Bo Peep doing the things she does in the movie if she was in the same ghetto.
1: Is Barbie in it? Because she was a great fucking character.
2: Uh. briefly.
1: Oh, Barbie's awesome!
2: Characters that aren't like the main. the four that matter, um, don't really. Uh, uh, basically, re- uh, like.
1: They're just there just word? for recognition. Um, like, um.
2: relegated, that's the word I was looking for, are relegated to mostly just being cameos more than anything else. Mm. So, like, some of them have literally, like, a handful of lines, but you you could replace them with, like, two of them. Yeah. um, It would have the same utility.
1: That's a bit Um, sad.
2: But, yeah, um, that's me anyway. Yes. Okay. Um, Yeah. Um, Sorry, that took a lot longer than I intended.
1: (laughs) That took, like, nearly (laughs) an hour.
2: Yeah, it was weird. Um, So, Snipe, what have you been up to?
1: Are you sure it's okay? Do I have enough time to respond
2: Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I could start some weird tangents during your bit as well. I mean, that's
1: kind of like what I'm known for. And I'm just excited to be talking to friend Matt.
2: (laughs) It is nice. Because he is a good friend.
1: (laughs) Well, I have been playing games, but nothing particularly new. But I have been watching and just consuming a lot of horror media. I, um... I read a book a little while ago. This was suggested to me on the podcast, and I can't remember who suggested it to me. But "Dark Matter" by Michelle Paver—fantastic book. Hmm. I read it in like a day and a half. <laughs>
2: That's always a good, good sign. It
1: is a good sign, <clears throat> and it's it's um it's about a uh it, it it's in first person, which I usually really don't like, but I think that it was it was pulled off very well. Hmm. Um, like so, there's like a, a guy who's kind of like kind of poor who goes to see a bunch of like oxbridge bridge students because he's desperate to get out of london because well let's, it's set during the 40s before like the second world war so everything fucking sucks forever and like smog is just horrific and mm. all this kind of garbage and he meets up with a bunch of oxbridge dudes and they're like yeah no you can be our communications uh, like specialist that's cool we're going to like fucking the arctic or whatever and then they go out on, like... And it's just, like, his journal entries. Hmm. And he's talking about, you know, like, oh, he's so excited, and he met a bunch of Norwegians, and they were really cool, and you could tell they were hardy men. This is all
2: sounding very Lovecraftian.
1: That's because it kind of is.
2: Does it, does it not have the racism?
1: Not really, no. Good, good. <laughs> no, it's actually pretty decent. Um, but, yeah, they they talk about, like, oh, yeah, they've got, like like... Roadmap faces like like the the captain of the ship is described incredibly well as like this just hard sinewy like lump of sentient leather and beard <laughs> who's been like fucking killing seals since he was eleven you know just this kind of shit and like you know they they go and they ha- they they build a camp somewhere where no one's built a camp before because they're they're young and starry eyed and and like kind of weird things start happening and it's oh it's good. It is really hmm. good. My only like problem with it is that the introduction is a letter from one of the characters to some other character who's like researching uh, the main character's journals, and I wish it hadn't have been in there because it. I don't like things that are like because it's before the story, but it's set after the story, and it's talking about like oh those those incidents very much upset me, and I'm like, this didn't need to be here, and it honestly ruined a bit of my enjoyment.
2: Was it one of those things where it kind of
1: it kind of hints at certain things, and I'm like, ugh, oh, okay.
2: Did it like, like
1: I, it... I would rather not know if somebody is seriously injured or, like, mm. exploded or whatever. I think there there is always a fine line
2: of, like, when you do something like that, because when you have, like, an epilogue at the start, almost, like, yeah. talking about what happened. I mean, it
1: can be done well, but I, mm. as a rule of thumb, don't really ever like them. Because <laughs> mm. I'm like, no, I'd rather go in not knowing anything
2: yeah uh, i think the absolute worst one is still from um cloverfield yeah uh where it tells you straight up uh because it requires only a minor bit of like logic to go oh well i know all these characters are dead then yeah um and it tells you that in the first few seconds and so you know not to get invested in any of them yeah. um and it turns out that wasn't a danger because there's, none of the characters are None of the characters are good, so you don't want to get invested in them anyway. <laughs> well,
1: you know what? Maybe it saved you the but, problem.
2: <laughs> but you know, uh, okay. it basically sidesteps the danger of you maybe caring about the movie.
1: Well, um, good. Yeah. You know, I didn't like Cloverfield. No, I know. I didn't Apparently, Cloverfield. ten Cloverfield Lane is really good. Yes, I've heard
2: everything other than the first movie is actually great.
3: Yeah,
1: which is, you know, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Um,
3: um, before we move act- on, that book was recommended by a Benzin.
1: Well, thank you very much, because, God, I, I I bought one of her other books, which is called Thin Air, which is a similar premise, but it's up a mountain. Hmm. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm super looking forward to reading that, because she's done a bunch of like, young adult kind of novels, and I'm I'm not interested in those. Mm. So I like, but I really like the way she tells scary stories. And there was a couple of moments where I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, that's a bit spooky. And also, there's, I, show, I showed you some stuff about it, which I'm not going to say, but it made me very happy <laughs> and yeah it's it's fun but yeah and no, i thank you for the recommendation that was really really good um think speaking of things that aren't really really good though i um you know shudder it's like netflix but with horror yes um mm-hmm. i thought i'd get a free like i think it's like a seven day trial you can get for free and there's fucking nothing on
2: there. Uh, yeah, I've There's, heard the like, U-
1: nothing on there. On the UK version, Is it's appalling.
2: Like, I've heard the uh, US version's pretty good.
1: Well, I mean, it will be.
2: But the UK version sucks.
1: Yeah, the UK version is pretty fucking dreadful. Uh, so much so that if you go to cancel it, they'll literally go, please, please, we'll give you a free month. Which is why I've still got it. <laughs> but I watched one movie on there called The Chamber, which was... Long story short, because it's not very good. I'm just going to cut through it. Um, Norwegians again. No, I think they're actually Swedish, yeah. Like, there's, like, Swedish guy goes down... Heavy and,
2: Scandinavian meta currently. Very heavy <laughs>
1: Scandinavian meta. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Hmm? But yeah, and, like, a bunch of American, like, um, uh, like black ops people. Like, there's a lady and, like a, like, two dudes... And they go down, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we just need to go down and like do stuff." And they're really like obviously being super covert and sneaky about it, which is kind of weird because surely you know you're going to like NDA the the sub pilot because you know the more somebody knows, the more invested that whatever. Um, And they go down, and like I'm pretty sure. There's like this guy who looks like he's, he's got like the Chris Redfield shape, which immediately made me like him. And then I immediately hated him because he was a jerk. Um, (laughs) And lady, I'm pretty sure they're Australian because they can't hold up their American accents very well. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're pretty decent for a while, but it'll be like, oh, it'll be like, I'm telling you, I want this submarine down. (laughs) and you're like um
2: (laughs) do you mean like that bit in is it x-men 2 x-men 2
1: how far are we with hugh jackman in the blackbird
2: yeah all right logan
1: it's like all right mate sure but yeah and it's just like okay i mean it's an interesting premise because it's basically just they get stuck in a submarine um the norwegian like the swedish like uh submarine pilot is just constantly throwing hands with everyone and like the the not chris redfield who the the jerk field is like super aggressive and nasty and like he turns into from like this hardened fucking like black ops dude into a screaming teenager who's just like i need to leave i have a child ah fucking hell mate and i'm just like oh shit okay And, yeah, like, obviously the sub, like, loses electrics and gets a puncture, and it's just... And it's just not very good.
2: You should have just played Subnautica. I
1: should have just played Subnautica. It sounds so much better. (laughs) But, yeah, I think it was more of an independent film. You could tell by, like, how it had so few people, and, like, this is how you can Was it, like,
2: all done basically in one room, if it's in just a submarine? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it was. Um, And also, you can kind of tell if something's quite low-budget, if they, like... Because... They don't have to pay you as much if you don't speak. So the fewer speaking actors involved, the less money went into it. Usually, you'll notice, like, like in a lot of things, they'll be like, "Hey, what do you think, Doctor?" You know what? We don't care. And they'll be like, "Ah, that's because they basically don't have to pay them as much." And it's because they're garbage. just an extra. Because it's an extra, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if they talk, they, they have to pay them more. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So it, honestly, I, th- I think it was independent of thing, and like honestly, it just felt a bit misery porn. Mm. Which I'm not super mm. into, but eh. Now speaking of another good movie I watched, I watched The Martian, which I've I've read the book, mm. which is really good, and the movie is really good as well. They added a little bit at the end, I'm pretty sure, um, mm. but no, it was it it um it stuck to the book pretty well. Um, I was wondering how it would do certain things, but like it actually worked they managed to make it work in the shift from format Hmm. um i knew what was happening yet i still got really invested and tense (laughs) on the like the the more worrying moments um and like oh it's it's good i can recommend it Hmm. it's very very good um i watched the conjuring now you'll know i've watched annabelle and annabelle creation which Mm -hmm. is within the conjuring universe so i wanted to watch the one where it all started I mean, it's better than the other ones, but, I mean, that's like saying, you know, oh, yeah, like, you know, losing all of my toenails is better than losing all of my nails. (laughs) You know, that that common saying. It's
2: a, well, I mean, I guess getting stabbed is maybe better than getting shot type territory?
1: Actually, I think getting shot is better for you, because getting stabbed is like, that really fucks you up, and like, you know, there's a lot of serrated edges, and plus, you know, like, the human hand is like under stress, pulling and pushing in a knife. But, um, also, yeah, it, it's got more chance to rip. Whereas a bullet will usually go straight through. I mean, if it hits like a bone or something, then you know. But if we're talking just very kind of basic, well, getting mean, I, shot versus being stabbed, I would say being stabbed is way worse.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, I wasn't planning on doing either. So.
1: I mean, that's probably for the best. Don't get shot or stabbed. I'll
2: try not to. It's
1: so easy, everyone. Don't get shot or stabbed. Okay. That's 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 my amazing piece of advice for the day. <laughs>
3: I'm like don't have guns, then you don't get shot. But I'm not sure if I can say that out loud. <laughs> oh,
1: God, yeah, right, okay.
2: But anyway, <laughs> all advice falls apart when you look at the real world and you go, "Oh no, you don't get a choice. It just happens to some people." Mm, oh, wow.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, on let's make fun of the Conjuring, because, yes. because yeah. the real world is pretty fucking miserable. So I don't know if either of you, darlings, know anything about Ed and Lorraine Warren.
2: Are those the big no. fucking, like, grifter fucking con artists that The Conjuring is based on? Yes. Yep.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, but like, they they have, like, an occult museum that's, like, permanently shut, and they have, like, the original Annabelle doll in, like, a fucking glass cabinet with, like, a, a tarot card stuck to it. It's, like, the devil tarot card. Oh, of course. Like fucking weird. Uh, and Okay, par-
3: yeah, you mentioned this a bit last time. Yeah, and it's really, it's okay. it's a
1: little Raggedy Ann and it's really silly. Um... But yeah, and it's kind of showing them as heroes, which I don't like. Because, like, uh, Edna, Lorraine, Warren were also involved in the Amityville haunting, which... Oh, it's the same people. Yes, Because oh. that people. was a con
2: as well, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it
1: was. Yeah. It was also, like, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but apparently it is believed slash um, stated that the mother of the family came up with the whole story of uh, when she was getting drunk one night. Okay. Not sure if that's 100% legitimate, but also... Demons don't exist. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and (laughs) say if you believe in ghosts or anything otherworldly, then I think you're an idiot, because I don't. It's just, I don't believe it. And I'm almost 100% fucking certain that Ed and Lorraine Warren didn't believe it, because they were just capital G grifters. Yeah. Yeah. So they would involve themselves in this kind of shit and go, no, it's completely accurate and uh, and we have a priest come down to our fucking museum and like, raw dog the fucking tarot cards. Jesus. Well, maybe not like that. (laughs) Basically, like we have a priest coming along to bless everything. And in this, they're portrayed as like, 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 Lorraine Warren is portrayed as this like, all-powerful psychic. And, And like, Ed Warren is just portrayed as this like, captain sideburns who's like oh do
2: they actually use their real names yes Oh, because I, I, I thought that they were bait, like they no, based them on literally it, but they use okay, yeah, that makes it way more skeevy because then it it's because really yeah. then it's just saying, oh, these are these are real people who weren't yeah. just conning people. Well, I mean,
1: it starts off with a, uh, the bit that was actually I think reused in one of the Annabelle movies, maybe Annabelle Creation or just Annabelle, where it's supposed to be interviewing the because uh, in the original things I I've read about all this shit because I think this shit is fascinating. Um, the original Raggedy Ann Annabelle doll. Um, was given to a, a nurse in the 70s who lived with a flatmate and I think her boyfriend was also either he lived with them or he was very present and there was a lot of spooky shit going on and then they were like please Ed and Lorraine Warren take it away and it kind of starts with that and like just the Annabelle doll looking evil as fuck and then like it shows like there's all there's a house being haunted by something spoopy, ooh it's spoopy Because there's this, like, husband and wife and they have, like, six kids. And to be fair, these kids are pretty good actors. I'm actually pretty impressed. Hmm. Because, like, I I, I usually watch most, kind of, like, demonic possession of kid, kind of, like, movies. Mainly because 90% of the time they just get some cute looking kid who can't fucking act and it's really funny. (laughs) It's just so fucking funny. You can't find a better comedy. And, like... But no, these kids, like, they could act. And, they, like, the, and credit where credit is due, there was three parts in this movie, out of like the, what, like 15 or 16 that tried to scare me, that actually, well, two of them were really, really like, ooh, that, okay, that is scary, and one of them actually frightened me. Like, for a split second, not, like, massively. So credit where credit's due. There, there was the, they play a game called, like, Hide and Clap, which you know when you see something in a horror movie, you go, "Gee, I wonder what could happen with this <laughs> little game the children are playing." And it's basically they uh, blindfold one of one of them, and then they all run off while the blindfolded kid counts to like ten or twenty, and they have to walk around the house and try and find like their brothers, the, you know, the, the sisters or whatever. Um, and then they shout clap and then you have to clap.
0: Mm. And then
1: they kind of like follow the sound. And I was like, okay, this this is an interesting premise for like just the most evilest thing. But yeah, there was like one part where um the mum's playing it with the youngest like girl because she's too young to play. And she goes into this room with this creepy as fuck old wardrobe that was just there when when they moved in
2: ominous furniture is yeah. a necessity if you're going to be in a horror film it's yeah. to be fair and
1: like so, so she's feeling around this room and you could tell she's having fun and she's like okay clap and then like you know, you know like you hear like the like you see the wardrobe doors opening really slowly in the background and then a small pair of arms comes out and just and i'm like ooh, ooh. That's pretty, that's mm. good, that's contained. But there was mm. another one with that premise that was super freaky, and I was like, actually, that's fucking awesome. Mm. Nicely done. And then there was one where woman's like, like Lorraine, because, okay, so Ed and Lorraine, basically they're shown as these heroic like demonologists who just go around the USA telling people that the most most of like what they think is haunted is just faulty pipes or a, a door that hasn't been installed correctly. <laughs> so they're like going around going, no, you see, most like ninety percent of these cases can have ha- they have like yeah a logical explanation. Like yeah, this door is bad or oh when the pipes are running, it sounds like someone saying stab your grandma" or fucking whatever.
2: Yeah, we had that at our old place. Yeah, that actually. was weird. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and then they they encounter, like, this family, and they're like, hmm, we'll come and have a look, and then it's like, oh, yes, this is obviously legitimate. Ah! And then they basically move in, and it's like they're suddenly, like, super good friends with them, and it's like, I'm getting serious, like, polyamorous vibes here. Like, what, have you just fucking moved into their house, and now you're like, well, kids, now you have an extra mummy and daddy. (laughs) Which is like, that's fine. But it's just kind of like... I'm almost certain that's not what they meant to put it, how to put it across. But well, there you go. And it's 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 just weird seeing two known grifters being heralded as these big selfless. Kind people, mm. and it's like
2: because yeah, I assumed that it was based on them, but they use different names so they could kind of skirt around no, no. that that whole fact. But yeah, if they're using the same names, it's like yeah, ah, I, I would not have done that. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want
1: to watch <laughs> The Conjuring too, but I can't find it for to stream anywhere for free. I have to like rent it from like Prime because that's based on the Amityville haunting.
2: I, I assume these are entirely unrelated to the Amityville Amityville movies.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a like based on a true story. I hate that shit with ghost stories, and it's like, really is it though? Is
2: it <laughs> Let's just say uh, that there are, there is a certain. You class can literally of...
1: call something like say something is based on a true story, and that be the part of the fiction.
2: There, there isn't actually a legal requirement to no. to to be based on a true story if you say it's based on a true story. Exactly. So, <laughs> oh, but
1: yeah, it was. <sighs> I mean it it wasn't as bad as some of the later ones, but it still like was relatively formulaic and it was it was weird if you know anything about the the couple it's based on um but I mean, I guess if you've got nothing else to watch and you really want to see how you know it's a bit then go for it mm. um a really bad one I watched was the haunting of Katie Malone, so this is about an old Irish lady. Like, woman who was apparently, like, she was bought by some guy and, like, abused horribly. And then, like, she, like, was given a box by the daughter of the guy who, like, would beat her up and stuff. And then froze to death, even though when you see her ghost, she's got massive gouges carved out of her. And I'm like, what, did the wind do that? What's what's the like what's it lingers on the ghost a lot which is kind of um uh. mm. uh, like the character. none of the characters act like people at all like it's supposed <laughs> it's centered around three university students um I think the girl is related to one of the guys and is the childhood friend of the other, but like the the interactions with them is fucking appalling because it's like the girl is like. She literally goes on a date with, like, the main character and is suddenly, like, all giddy and, like, panicked and stuff, even though she's expressed, like, a couple of times that she has no romantic interest in him, but now she just suddenly does for no reason and is, like, checking her, like, making sure her cleavage is all good and everything and, like and it's like what and then like he calls her up and I's like are oh, you still ready to go and she's like yeah I, I'm ready to go and, and he's all like okay c- c- I could come pick you up and she's like no and he's like oh I forgot it's because you're a strong independent woman and I'm like what like pick what no you misunderstand you can't pick
2: someone up that's a sign of weakness
1: yeah. If you're both
2: going to the same place
1: and At this point there's been like loads of spooky shit happening
2: um, I feel Also like... it's
1: a wish granting evil slave box
2: Yeah and I think you're missing the part that like you told me about About how they get the box
1: Oh yeah they buy it on ebay because it's like... they buy a haunted box on eBay? Yeah, it's like haunted slave box, like, starting at $5, and he's like, ooh, I'll buy that, and then, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I bought some weird
2: shit on eBay <laughs> when I've been up late at night, Yeah. but most of those manifest as, like, miniatures from the 80s that I probably shouldn't have bought, yeah. <laughs> rather than... I don't think any of those are haunted, or if they are, then... And if they are,
1: then, yeah, well, they're not doing a very good yeah, job. Yeah, they need to up feel, their game. Yeah, they really do. But yeah, no, and it's just, it's... There's there's a formula in horror. I'm gonna sound like that fuckwit from Scream, but like, there's the whole. Oh, there's a loud noise. I'm going to ex- I'm going to go check that out, but I'm quite tense about it, so I'll do it slowly. Build up to opening a drawer, a door, a, a window, ex- like basically like re- like revealing the area where somebody could be hiding. Yeah. Big, big musical sting when, they, when it happens nothing's there. Protagonist or that person lets out a sigh of relief turns around and gets jump scared. Yeah. That is really fucking common and they do this so many fucking times in this movie to the point where I'm like look just stop. The, the, like, yeah. It would be scarier if you didn't try and jump scare me. The, also the... the CGI is fucked and Dean Kane is in it. The man who was the supered man.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which is Does anyone remember <laughs> Dean Kane anymore?
1: Yeah, he's from Fish Shark Marketing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I oh yeah, I legit have problems like imagining Dean Kane as a functional person because yeah. of of listening to too much Fish Sharp Marketing.
1: Yeah, I mean, fair. But yeah, and it's just uh, really fucking not very good. And there's a couple there's like a death scene where a, a woman like she's she's supposed to be like this real hard English lit professor and she teaches Shakespeare and she's like super hard ass and she doesn't take any shit and she'll kick you out of her class without thinking about it you know
2: sounds like a bad teacher
1: yeah really <laughs> um and she's like walking and like cuz if they look at the box and then wish for something they get it and like the like like the guy i think his name is Dixie is like god i wish she'd just like sh- just get off my case or whatever and then it follows the woman, and she's all like, "Hmm, uh, who's there?" Like, really. Oh, so
2: it's Wishmaster rules.
1: Kind of, but not really, because uh, like at the beginning, like the girl wishes for a rose, and she just gets it on the floor of her like student accommodation. The next day, uh, okay. So and it's, it's just like okay.
2: So it's Wishmaster, but it lulls you into a false
0: sense of no, security. No, it's, it's Wishmaster,
1: but it's really fucking inconsistent. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, and then like she starts like whipping around like and yet she literally says oh yes i know you're there if you're trying to scare me i do i I will remind you that i i study shakespeare and i'm like she's literally doing the i am so smart i will i will deflect your knives with my massive science shakespeare brain i don't even know
2: what that means like it's
1: like honestly i've read shakespeare it's not that shocking
2: it's I that, that, that her, uh, reading Shakespeare has never prevented me from being scared of something.
1: Well, I mean, maybe you were reading it wrong. Maybe she is the Shakespeare professor, but yeah, and then, maybe like, she's just
2: terrified of Shakespeare.
1: Maybe, maybe <laughs> that's it. She's just like that's why she's such a like emotionally stunted heart. Ass. She's
2: terrified of bards. That's the problem.
1: I mean, that's that's a pretty good fear to have. Yeah. But yeah, and she starts, She's like slammed against the wall by an unseen force, and then like she's bleeding from the mouth, and then her her tongue is like just. She's just I have never been more aware that I'm watching an actress on a set try and look like something is happening. Like she's she's like arms out against the wall, go, this like screaming bloody murder, and she's just like sticking her tongue out as hard as she can, trying to look like she's scared, but it just looks really silly. It's, and then it's yeah. like oh yeah, she 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 died last night. She bit her tongue off and bled to death. It's like can you Bleed to death from biting off your tongue. I mean, there's probably circumstances where you can. I'm not. I'm not that v- well versed in anatomy or medicine, but. Eh. I don't now, know. It would have been scarier. It's like, oh yeah, she she bit off her own tongue and then like went and did like loads of handstands and choked on her own blood.
2: I mean, we could go and pay our upstairs neighbour and see if he'll bite off his own tongue and see what happens.
1: If I told him to, he'd do it.
2: He might do, actually. Mm. He's a very easily led person.
1: He's an idiot. Anyway, um, really fucking bad. Don't watch it. It was really shit. Okay, (laughs) I've got two more like movies to talk about. And then I'm done. Okay. I watched The Possession, which no points if you can guess what that's about. It's about truck driving. It's not. Oh. No. It's about. <laughs> I would. I would love it if it was. It's due to. <laughs> it's due
2: to someone getting it wrong. It's supposed to be like about racing trucks, and it was supposed to be like pole position, but they typoed it, so it was pole possession. And then they yeah. said that just doesn't sound right. It doesn't stand. And yeah, we can't we've delete it now. sent it, it to now. the printers yeah. already. It was, oh, so God they ca- it. they hastily like um used like tipex to go over pole and write in the yeah. And that's that's. Yeah. And then,
1: you know what? You just got to own some yeah. mistakes. It's fine. But yeah, and honestly, I didn't I didn't have much expectations for this. But also I watched this directly after I watched um The Haunting of Kate Malone, and it also has a magic evil death box. And I was like, what are the fucking chances? Yeah. But I like Actually, I quite like this one. You should
2: just watch Hellraiser afterwards if you want haunted death boxes.
1: Don't, Longfang will never shut up about (laughs) that. But yeah, it's like a haunted death moth box, and I'm like, okay, I like bugs, that's cool. Like, buffs are just goth butterflies. What did I say? I think you said baths. Buffs. Yeah, that was like a horrible portmanteau of butterflies and moths. But yeah, moths are basically just like goth butterflies, so I don't mind them so much. And some of them are really fluffy
2: some moths can be very fluffy yeah.
1: yes have you seen the gif of angry moth noises yes it's yes <laughs> per- perfect but yeah anyway um and it's like yeah like you know a um family going through a divorce dad's moved out um the mum's fucking shacked up with a like an orthodontist who's like who's just a dick I'm just... the mum's a little bit of a dick and the dad is a bit of a neglectful dick I'm just I've just got a
2: question and this I'll put this out to uh, the listeners as well.
1: Yeah.
2: In film is it possible to be an orthodontist and not be a bit of a prick? Like generally not be like an out and out monster, but I think every time I've seen a character at, who is an orthodontist that's always been, like, for some reason, it's attracted bad people. Yeah. Well, I Specifically mean, wh- an orthodontist, not just yeah. a dentist. I think even dentists tend to fit into that category
3: yeah. as well quite often. I
1: wonder why that is. It's a yeah, dentist anyway. in
3: Finding Nemo. I feel like he's not bad. No,
1: person. he's he's just super, like, um, he's an enabler because he lets his, like, niece or like whatever it is come in and just shake fish to death. There is yeah. that. And he's like, ha go I'll go buy a new fish. It's like, you are an enabler. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah,
2: he's not great.
1: So he's a bit of a shit. All orthodontists
2: are bastards in film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, and like I like I already hated this guy because like of course I did. Um you're meant to. But like there's like the two girls, there's a ten year old, like Emily, and there's the um the older girl who I can't remember her name right now. I watched a lot of movies yesterday. Yeah, it's fine. Um and the older girl's having like a bit of a bit of a snippy kind of phase and and like the younger one is kind of like you know just just she's she's just like super into like um like she's a vegetarian and she's like then they're kind of like oh she's going through that vegetarian thing and it's like okay and like that you're first introduced to to emily when she holds up two signs was like what do you think meat is murder or if you kill and eat animals you become one and i'm like okay that feels very out of touch you know what I mean, and she's like saying, "I'm going to get meat banned on Mondays, so it'll be meat-free Mondays in the school cafeteria." I which... can't
2: believe how bad optics ten years ten-year-olds are.
1: I know, like <laughs> get good <laughs> your shits. But yeah, um, also these two kids are fucking great. Like they're even better actors than the like kid actors in the Conjuring. It was really mm. good, um, and. They go, they stop by a yard sale and they buy this super spooky murder box that actually you see in the beginning, it like forcing an old lady to have a stroke because she tried to like hammer it to death. Mm. And it, it's pretty gruesome. Um, I mean, she doesn't die, but like, you know, and like the son finds her and puts all of her stuff out for the yard sale and that's where they find the box. And mm. the young girl, Emily, she's a super like, wow, super into it. It's a cool um, box. It's a cool box. Honestly, it is. It is quite pretty. Um, also, it's got Hebrew engraved on it, which is an interesting thing that you pointed out because all horror movies in the West tend to sit there and go, oh, like, uh, Christianity is the c- quote-unquote correct religion, so if you show crosses at things, they're like, oh, fucking hell, I best yeah, like it.
2: it's like a... a, a it's not like something that I'm sitting there and saying this is like an intentional thing, but just...
1: It just, just, it just is. Just yeah, because of it being,
2: uh, you know, a dominant religion, um, especially, you know, in America where most movies are made, um, you tend to see a... It's like
1: a lot of Catholics and... It
2: tends to... it, it tend, It's more Protestant in America. Oh, okay, um, I didn't know that. Um, it tends to default to making Christianity kind of the default religion, and so supernatural things are very often shown through that lens um and so yeah it ends up with horror being quite often you know through that lens so to see something that's doing hebrew and goes through a goes through judaism through a uh, through a jewish lens is actually really interesting no
1: it no absolutely was it was really nice to see
2: game called there's a point and click um oh what's it called oh god i forgot now um, but it's, it, you play as a rabbi.
1: Oh, the uh, shiver.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's really good.
2: Um, that's a really interesting game and it, it's, um, a, an interesting one for seeing a very different perspective on things as yeah, well. Yeah.
1: Cause you don't really see much, uh, much of a Jewish perspective in media and it was just really interesting. Yeah. Um, you get to learn about like, you know, all sorts of stuff and like the characters are good. It's, uh, it's, it's, a really good game. Can mm-hmm. recommend um, but yeah, so it was really cool kind of seeing, like, you know, like the whole, like Jewish element of it. Mm. I'm like, okay, that's, that's really cool. Um, and like the girl just starts, you know, any kind of possession, like there's a ring in the box that she puts on and then she just starts getting like weirder and weirder mm. and like more, e- and this kid can pull off evil looking. <laughs> there is like, okay, drama Matt, you, you, I don't think you'll watch this movie anyway, but I know for a fact... That When I tell you this, you absolutely will never see it. There is mm-hmm. one genuinely fucking horrifying part where the possessed girl is, like, looking at this guy at, like, just, like, really hatefully, and blood starts coming out of his mouth and then he spits out a tooth, like a molar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then this is the part that fucking right, made my blood run cold. He kind of like go. He pushes his hand off into his mouth to like hold onto his teeth, and all of them just flake away. Ah. Like they pop out. It was like, <gasps> oh fuck! It was horrible. Yeah, uh, it's
2: basically that Ooh. anxiety dream that ninety percent of the population mm. gets, mm-hmm. um, but put on screen, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good rendition of that. But it, let's not dwell on it because a lot of people. It, get it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. But that yeah, stuff.
1: that is. Uh, I will say, if you want to skip it, it's when she's outside on a swing and they're going to take a road trip. Yeah. So you can skip that scene because... I mean, I'm I'm pretty good about it about teeth because I don't really have that as an anxiety dream. Mm. But even, I mean, I do. it even <laughs> got me. I was like, "Ooh, that's fucking rough."
2: I'm on the nexus of people that do get that. Well, used to have that dream super frequently, but I'm not squeamish about it at all in movies or anything. Yeah, so it's,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of people are. Yeah, I understand. Um, um, as but anyway, as we have, we have anyway. A, you know, example yeah. here. So, like that was cool. Um, the overall acting and story is pretty well done. There's like a couple of things where it's just like. Couple of horror tropes and it's like that's fine, um, but no, honestly, I found it quite an enjoyable movie to watch.
2: Definitely the better haunted box movie yeah. you watched on the same day for they some reason. They have
1: like okay, so like they ha- the ending is kind of like super eye rolling because it's standard horror. Like, ooh, what if we want to make a second one? And I'm just like, oh, fuck off. It's really annoying. But yeah, like like you know, there's like a group of um, of Jewish guys and like a rabbi and stuff, like hanging out telling the guy about like this spooky box and shit and it's like this is really cool and like there's the um the jewish guy that goes back with him is super cool and i like him Hmm. but yeah it was just just cool yeah can recommend um i'm not going to talk very much about the next movie i saw because honestly the more you know about it the more it will be spoiled and you need to experience this unspoiled like i did (laughs) like we did like we that was a weird that was a weird choice for a day night movie oh yeah (laughs) sorry to bother you that's the name of the movie it's okay so like the main character cassius green it starts off with him basically trying desperately to ace an interview for a telemarketer's like job and as someone who spent a lot of time on the unemployment line back in the day they will literally hire fucking anyone so that's kind of the initial like haha Mm. yeah good 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 try and they keep like they keep kind of saying like oh you gotta try hard and and then one day you'll be like a super salesman
2: power seller power seller
1: it? yeah and he's just like, power yeah. caller That's power like, caller. Yeah. Yeah. and he's like yeah i really want to do that and every time he like calls like everyone basically immediately hangs up but the fun thing is when he calls somebody his desk drops into their house <laughs>
3: right
1: Which is which is really fun. I don't mind giving that away, especially because there's like he he drops in after like calling a lady, and she's just getting like fucking railed on a sofa, (laughs) just like really like just really railed on this sofa, and she's just like. She's, she's, she's getting pounded by this dude just on the phone, and I'm like... The-.
2: And he's sitting there awkwardly <laughs> in like, the corner with his desk and his, like, headset on. He's like,
1: um, uh, uh, sorry to bother you, but, um, we have an exciting um... <laughs> and, like, you know, and he he just can't make a sale, and then, like, Danny Glover shows up, who is amazing. Mm. I love that man. So <laughs> fucking cool. And he turns around and goes, you're not making any sales, son. He's like, no, everyone just hangs up on me. He's like, no, no, you gotta use the white voice. And he's like, what? He's like, you gotta use your white voice. And then like, he he kind of goes, hi there. In like this really like, overdubbed like, nasally white guy voice. He's like, hi there. Sorry to bother you. I want to talk to you about this. And he's like, I don't know if I can do that. And he's like, just try it. Mm. And then then he starts making sales. And it's the movie is like about unionizing and how capitalism does will just fucking eat you, eat you alive and how solidarity is important. And there's a bunch of other stuff which I don't. <laughs> it's one of those I... things that you
2: go into it, and like from what I understood, I was like, so I knew this was going to be a movie that tackled.
1: It tackles uh, some that serious tackled, issues. It tackled
2: um, um str- like the nature of strikes and um exploitation under capitalism and um racial inequality. Yeah. Like I knew those were things it was going to tackle, but it goes to places that I could never have predicted.
1: I seriously, I can't just watch it because fucking Christ. You whatever you're thinking, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking wrong. If
2: you can guess where it goes, then you are officially a wizard and I don't know, you should you should go get yourself I don't know, if you can you be tested for being a wizard? I don't know.
1: If you get it right, we know that you were involved in the making of this movie. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Can recommend it just because it is a fucking trip. Yes. Terry Cruz is in it and it's the first time I've ever heard him say the fuck word, which was really, really weird. (laughs) It's like, where's my fucking money? and you're like, Oh, Mr. Cruz <laughs> language. <laughs> but yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and that's that's me done. Okay. I've watched lots of movies. <laughs> so, Drummer Matt. Yes. What have you been doing recently?
3: Well, first off, and very importantly... 100% of people on Twitter prefer the good kind of cheesecake to the crappy baked cheesecake.
1: Are you fucking... Did you just tweet a poll? <laughs> did so you that, fucking So that's the important just thing. You fucking mate.
2: Important cheesecake discourse on the misanthrope.
1: You know, I would fucking walk to your house and no, slap this, you. In look, this foot. works
2: out well because the two of you have, have these differing opinions and I... Couldn't give a fuck about cheesecake. Um, So I'm a good, like, uh, neutral...
1: uh, You absolutely are not. I'm the authority because I eat all cheesecake. And all cheesecake is good. No, but I can moderate the discussion. Also, I feel so fucking betrayed. How dare you go to Twitter behind my back and talk about my ideas of cheesecake? Oh, you absolute but I am gonna, I am gonna wrong your knees. I'm so fucking mad at you. Wrong his knees. Yeah, I'm gonna make him bend wrong.
2: Oh, oh, okay, no! <laughs> no Don't do that. Unscrew his kneecaps and then uh, yeah, no, just I'm bend gonna in the wrong like way.
1: pop them off because it's like a vacuum <laughs> seal. So you stick screwdriver in there. Uh, off the oh. kneecap comes and I'm going to put it on the back of his knee so they, so I will wrong his knee I
2: feel like at this point we've just introduced a new series of things for people to get squeamish over like they're listening to that and going I didn't know I was squeamish about knees but I am now
1: <laughs> I for a space of like 6 years as a child was genuinely terrified that if I moved my legs too fast my kneecaps would pop the fuck off and no one told me different well, as we and then established... one day I was just like, kind of moving it around, being like, "Oh, well, it seems pretty attached." And then I just carried on and just didn't think about it anymore. It, it, as as <laughs> our last
2: podcast's title suggested, we are held together fairly firmly by our meat.
1: I mean, my meat's pretty lame.
2: It holds you together, though. <laughs> yeah, but your meat's web. So <laughs> my my meat's weird.
3: Web.
1: Oh, you're my meat.
3: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> what? This, this is going is to weird.
3: So... Um anyway, moving on to what I've done.
1: Yeah, please.
3: <laughs> I played t- I played some games. So, first up, because I'd finished Zelda, and it was like, right, okay, I now have an excuse to buy a new, you know, exp- like proper Nintendo game. Hang on, I'm just uh, I'm
1: just going to make a note of like times drama Mats mentioned Zelda. Oh, dang, <laughs> Baker's dozen, nice one. <laughs> Where's the um, one for
2: how many times I've talked about Star Trek on the podcast?
3: Yeah, oh, exactly. that's a different
1: notebook. That,
2: notebook. that is the notebook.
3: Okay, <laughs> cool. Um so you know, I, I bought the Switch to play the Nintendo first-party games, or, you know, the, the proper... Nintendo proper in I bought a Nintendo Switch
1: to play cause... Nintendo games. Exactly, because
3: most, you know, I've been messing about with other ones, but they're all on cross-platform normally. So yeah. I was like, okay, i finished that, I can move on to the next one. What shall I get? So I bought Pokemon Let's Go, which Ooh. I'll talk about in a minute. But it's dramatically cheaper to order the, like, actual cartridge version than the download version.
1: Yeah, so... that is a weird thing with modern gaming, huh?
3: Yeah, it was like... 35 quid and then, 50 or something
1: like this is the thing with pc gaming that makes me laugh so the last couple of times i've ordered a physical copy it's just literally been an empty dvd case with a fucking mm. cd key in it yeah
3: but then that's cheaper than it's I yeah,
1: look, but it, i get a physical okay i don't get the yeah. disc or anything because like discs are being i've been pretty aggressively phased out well, yeah. It's all I mean, fucking download Modern games codes can't now. fit
3: on discs anyway, so... Yeah.
1: Ugh, I mean, like, fucking... Like, the newest, like, modern... Like, modern warfare. The newest Call of Duty is, like, after severe patching, still, like, 206 gig. Mm. It's it obscene. is outrageous. Yeah. So like maybe it's storing all the racial slurs that 12-year-olds will call you. <laughs> Which is... Yeah, yeah, that sounds like 206 gig. Well, it's like 200 gig and the game is 6 gig. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Anyway, anyway, so I bought Pokemon Let's Go, and while I was waiting for that to arrive, I've been playing more. Did I mention it last time? Steam World's Heist? I don't think you mentioned I don't think it last so, time. But that, like, I know?
1: Steam Powered Giraffe are in that, aren't they?
3: Yes, they are. Yeah. It is. It's a, so it's a, I think it was originally a 3DS game, and it came out in like 2015 or something. So it is not new by any standards, but it, mm. I think it's relatively newly ported to the Switch. I don't know, it's new for me. Okay. But so this could... game is really good. Cause I've played Steam World Dig, which I think was the yeah. First yeah. Game. I was having a look, and there is like a few games within the sort of same universe, but not actually they're not the same gameplay, or they're not really linked, or something. I don't really. Yeah, know.
1: it's like the Conjuring universe, but not terrible because it's got the <laughs> yeah. band Steam Powered Giraffe in it.
3: It does, yes. The soundtrack is done by Steam Powered Giraffe, and then they show up in the game at playing at various bars. At I did high-size. see that, and it was just like wow, which that's is amazing. Weird. So mm. yeah, this game, it's um. It's like a 2D side-scrollery version of XCOM.
1: Okay, so, so, all right. So
3: you have, like... Okay, I'll start from the start. So you... The world it's set in a world where, for whatever reason, the people on the world are all, like, robots rather because than Because it's humans.
1: awesome, obviously. Because,
3: I mean, yeah, it's awesome. And then at some point before the game starts, something has gone wrong and the, the Earth has exploded. And there's all these, like, fragments of it lying around. So most people live on spaceships... And then they all farm moisture, because they need moisture to power their steam power. So there's, like, moisture farmers that are all on, like, far reaches of bits of the planet that have exploded off. And, yeah, there's, like, a core systems near the centre of where this planet was, which are all powered by, like, diesel-powered royal bots and things. So that's the sort of universe. And, yeah, the actual gameplay is you're just, like, it's very Fireflyy. Like, you're on this, like, ship, and you're sort of sort of smuggling some things and sort of doing legal jobs and sort of not just to get by and then you get caught up in something bigger. No, but the actual gameplay yeah it's it's XCOM in that like all you've got like a load of different characters and as you go through the game you recruit more and more characters all with like their own special skills and you like equip them up and things and then you take a few of them like two or three of them on a mi- each mission and then the gameplay is like XCOM but Side scrollery, so you can like move a bit and then you can either shoot or you can move a bit more or you can use one of your special abilities. And yeah, it's for saying it's like an old game and it was made for like a console that you know isn't the modern console by any means. It's really good. The amount really, the sense of humour in it is yeah, the little quips is, is a very good balance of being funny and somehow not pushing
2: the line of being annoying. Okay. Because that, that is the trickiest thing of like, if you're yeah. watching comedy and games, because yeah. you generally hear things so many times that even yeah. the funniest line gets old quite fast.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah, and yeah, the animation style is quite fun, and the weapons are always all obviously steampunky because you're steam powered robots.
1: Well, I mean, steam powered giraffe, isn't it? <laughs> so, it'd be weird if it was like. <laughs> I don't know feudal Japan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with robo- although that does sound pretty cool. Feudal feudal Japan with robots and like Wild West music sounds fucking legit. I've basically just described Cowboy Bebop, but without <laughs> feudal Japan because I was yeah. just like that is Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so you, on that, sorry.
3: Yeah, if you're wanting a, if anyone's wanting an XCOM style game, but with a. You know, you know different setting and different sense of humor slightly I, I recommend that i have no idea if it's on i assume it's on other things as well
1: i'm pretty sure you honest. can get it on like um you play or something maybe mm-hmm. like you you can get it on pc i'm pretty sure uh, well,
3: I, well i mean yeah i mean I'm, i wouldn't be surprised if it's on mobile to be honest as well the sort of gameplay mm. is it's like that'd probably work fine I, I don't know but anyway i got it on switch for you know pennies at one point on sale and yeah, we, we, as a little filler game. I, Pokemon Let's Go turned up and I played it I've played it for a bit, as I'll mention in a second, but like I've mostly been going back to this two more times.
1: The heart wants what it wants. It
3: does. It does. So yeah, um Pokemon Let's Go. So I got Let's Go Pikachu because, you know, I y I can't resist the little guy.
1: <laughs> I can't resist Eevee, so and um, I have like yeah. eight thousand Pikachu's on Pokemon Go, so
3: Yeah, that is Oh my god, uh... so
1: I got my um, Lucario to like best friend in Pokemon Go today. And you know how when you get to best friend with them, they have a little badge? Like a best friend badge? Mm, Yeah. That's always on their chest. My Lucario is wearing it on his left thigh.
2: (laughs) Good. Which is super Uh, fucking weird. The one I've seen that's the weirdest (laughs) is... uh, What's it called, the one that's just a series of gears? Bronzor? I thought Bronze was like the big bell thing.
1: Gear emon. Whatever. <laughs> whatever cogs it is. is a the, one that's a, the one that's
2: a couple of cogs, I can never remember its name. Mm. Uh that one, uh, it's misplaced, so it's actually like it's supposed to be on its body but it's like I, the only time I've seen it, it was several feet to the right and <laughs> rotating because the whole Pokemon was rotating. So it's just like...
1: <laughs> oh, Pokemon yeah. Go was so fucking jank. I love it. It's so fucking jank.
2: Like maybe it is, it, uh, like maybe it, was just, it just bugged out the one time I've seen one but yeah. Honestly, don't
1: <laughs> fix it if that is a bug because that is a feature.
2: Yep. But yes, Pokemon Let's Go. Yeah, I mean,
3: it's Pokemon Go but while also redoing Pokemon Blue and Red and Yellow. Hmm. It's, I don't know what I was expecting this the one because where it they is follow exactly. follow
1: you around.
3: Yeah, so you, you get your I've well. I've seen
1: so many, like, recut videos, so it looks like a horror movie having, <laughs> like, <laughs> Mr. Mime chase people.
2: Oh god!
3: Yours, yeah, that be. Yeah,
1: which is just like, oh no! <laughs> I think you
2: might be thinking of Sword and Shield because the Maybe. Pokemon are out in the world in yeah. that one.
1: Also, yeah, no, they heard... are, they are, so they are no, but the companions. Yeah, so like you, you get you. your, yeah. you
2: get your either P- um,
3: Pikachu or Eevee on your shoulder, riding around with you, and then you can yeah. choose one of your other ones in your party that to follows follow you, you like a few spaces behind. Yeah. Oh, okay. They just kind of chases you do And then all the wild Pokemon are all appear in the wild as well. Like you see them, so you you don't have to run through like the long grass and be annoyed if
2: you're trying to get somewhere quick. You can just <laughs> dodge them, which <laughs> okay. is amazing.
1: Yeah, is it's just all the ones probably. I've seen
2: of people doing shots of that I've been yeah. from sunshield So
1: I've got a Rhyperia following me around at the minute. My Rhyperia's name I can't remember. My Rhyperia. Oh, her name is Ms Peanut good she's and she is like three times the size of my fucking character and just, <laughs> just staggers on behind i'm like oh you just bitch. got a
2: kaiju behind you it's i fine.
1: literally just have a kaiju following me around which is actually pretty cool
3: <laughs> yeah i've got um a, it was a squirtle and now it's a water turtle following around But because of the run cycle they've got like really stumpy legs the water oh, the <laughs> is amazing and i love it
1: that's it. I love, like, um, Cubones have a really cute, like, because they've got really tiny legs and they've got a really, really big chubby butt. So they kind of, like, <laughs> waddle. Yeah. It is so cute. I love Cubones. <laughs> Same with Charmanders. God, I'm, I'm a slut for Charmanders. The last, like, event they did, they had um, a Charmander with a Cubone skull on. And that is my <laughs> darling little darling.
2: Wasn't that from, like, <laughs> Halloween last year? It was so cool.
1: And then I got a shiny top hat Squirtle, which is great because you can never evolve it. Fan fucking testing. It's like, but oh no, but the Pikachus are fine. Anyway, I'm going to stop bitching. Pokemon, (laughs) let's go.
3: Yeah, I mean, it is just a remake of the original games, and it's been a long time since I've done them. And I'm like, why do I still remember this so much? I'm like, what, 20 20 years ago?
1: I'm going to say. 20, 25. Something like that. It's like 98, something like that, isn't it? Like Pokemon. Ninety-seven, I think.
3: But, well, I yeah. can't remember, but yeah, it is just a remake. There's a few slightly different things. Like, I'm sure. Did you guys play the original?
1: I played um, the original red, blue, and yellow. Ah, nice.
3: And I did
2: not.
1: No. Nope. Oh, okay. I I'm got. Sure um. Did... I, I was. Tra- I would trade Pokemon with myself. I saved up for like two weeks to spend five quid on a trade cable. How pathetic <laughs> is that? But yeah, like basically, my friend just was like oh I don't play this anymore cuz like I've got a 3DS well no not in that that would have been really weird if he had a 3DS. Just so a regular. Would, DS. Just yeah and he was like I don't fucking care so you have them and I was like finally I get to play Pokemon like when I was like 14. <laughs> and then I yeah on my Pokemon Yellow I have the certificate you get when you catch all 151 Pokemon. Well 150 cuz Mew was a um
2: event only. An event only yeah. so
1: basically you go to like you would go to game shops or whatever and they just trade you a Mew. Mm. As part of like a, um, an event, which is like, god, oh, feels like a billion years mm. ago, doesn't it? Hmm. But yeah, anyway, yes, to that. I have <laughs> played the original three.
3: Um, yeah, so so far I've just got up to the part where you go on the SS. Oh, what is it called? I can't remember. The the boat. Um, yeah,
1: where you have to rub rub the captain. Um, and he yeah, gives you yeah. like a potion or whatever. Yeah, does
3: that happen in the original ones?
1: Yeah. You go up to him um, and he's like, oh, I'm so seasick. And then you just like yeah. rub his back and then you're like, rub, 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 rub. And that always <laughs> made me laugh. Because it's like, yeah, yeah, just just help the captain rub one out and he'll give you a fucking antidote <laughs> or whatever.
3: Good. Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. Oh, no.
1: Maybe I was just a really dodgy... Ch- In fact, yeah, no, okay. It checks <laughs> out, checks out.
3: But yeah, it's, it's good if you liked the original Pokemon games, it's that. And then also at some point later on, you can start trading between Pokemon Go and that. Which is quite cool. Oh, okay, I basically really got cool. it so I can get um, Meltan and um, candies and evolve to Melmetal or whatever it is for Pokemon <laughs> yeah, le- for I Pokemon have, Go.
1: I have the Mel I have the Meltan, but I like I don't I can't because it's like four hundred fucking candy to candies. Yeah, and it's like a twenty
3: thing. twenty kilometer to get one sort of thing. It's, so, it's yeah, like no, legendary I'll, rules. Yeah, I, I'll, 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 there's ways of getting it in Let's Go. I don't, I don't know how what it is yet. I've not gone out looking it up, but there's ways of getting the. Like a big load of candies for it, so I'll yeah. do that, and then we'll, we'll sort it out. I've got yeah. you sorted. First one's free. After that, you know, <laughs>
1: Ooh, get me hooked. I like it. <laughs>
3: um, yeah, not much more to say because it's so far basically identical cool. um, to the original Pokemon games. It does apart. have it a looks really, prettier.
1: really cute aesthetic as well. Yeah, it, it looks does. adorable. It does.
3: And there is a few quality of life things like yeah, when you catch Pokemon, you don't fight them first; you just you catch them like in Pokemon Go.
1: Oh.
3: Um, because the then, worst thing
1: in the world was killing a Pokemon that you that, that has like a five percent appearance rate.
3: Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, you, you can you just and then when you get experience for catching them, and that goes equally shared throughout your entire party. And then when oh, you do, so, a, so
1: you just start with XP share. Yeah, that's fucking shit. Yeah, when you, do, when
3: you when you do it when you do a battle, you're, the Pokemon that battled get more, but everyone yeah. gets some.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's that's so just standard XP up, share. That's really so you cool. don't
3: end up with, yeah, you know one who's like really low down because you never really use them and then you've got to use, force yourself to use them and it's just a nightmare
1: have you gotten to the safari zone yet no because like, I'm wondering if they will just ask you to throw rocks at pokemon repeatedly because <laughs> that was kind of horrible I would yeah. always just spam bait and then just hope for the best mm. I spent like six hours there and so much money trying to catch a fucking licky tongue
3: <laughs> <sighs> yeah I will keep you posted next time yeah definitely and um, the very last thing I've been playing, now I've got my PC back up and running, is I've played a little bit of Train Simulator. <gasps>
1: <gasps> I because didn't expect that!
3: It was inevitable. Yep. And I've
1: got to be honest,
3: I'm going to disappoint many people, but not, it's, I'm not hooked on it yet. Oh I think, God. like, Euro Truck Simulator, an American Truck Simulator, and Space Truck Simulator, um, Elite Dangerous, <laughs> like, <laughs> they're definitely podcast games. Or, like, watching Critical Role in the background or whatever sort of games. Yeah. But you were still, like, engaged with them a bit, and you still had to actually drive and fly or whatever. But with this, you kind of... I yeah, mean, I it's, it's, it's literally too...
1: on rails. Like yeah,
3: this. I know. It's like you just you press go, and then once you're going, you have to keep a bit of an eye out for, like, speed limits and things and when to stop, and obviously you've got to stop in plenty of time. But then beyond that, there's not so much in between. I don't mm. know. It's, I'm going to keep going with it because... I want to see all the different trains, but I
2: can't see myself getting as hooked as I did with those other ones. Aww.
3: You well, see, that
1: I mean, good on you for trying.
2: Yeah, that's always been my thing with those type of games. Is that for me? What I really want is less something where I drive trains. I want a train set simulator effectively is what i i want yeah Uh, and so just driving the trains is like what they go from one end to the other the one exception Mm. of course being the ps2 classic video game extreme express where you race trains
1: isn't that the one where you went to buy it and the guy went really
2: no 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 (laughs) Um, no uh what happened was that i bought another game called groove rider Uh, That is a scale electric like slot car racing game because I just happened to see it in um, my local game and was like, this looks ridiculous. I must have it. Uh, (laughs) And I bought it. And when I bought it, the guy was like, I have something else for you. And went out and went like scurried through like the back and came (laughs) out with Extreme Express. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm already spending too much money on this stupid game. I, I. Because this was back when PS2 games were new. So this wasn't like, you know, now where you can buy these things for a couple of quid. It was like, actually cost me like more money than I'd like to admit. It quid. It wasn't that much. It was (laughs) was like a tenner, but you know.
1: Oh, that's still too much.
2: But you know, still, it was still, you know, a lot for, like, a game that I was probably going to play for an hour. Yeah. Um, but then many years later, I always regretted never picking up Extreme Express. I think that's
1: the only time I've ever heard you uh, use an example of where someone tried to upsell and you regret it uh, I wanted to It is it.
2: the only time anyone has ever ups- tried to upsell me and I have regretted not getting it. That's crazy. Because um,
1: usually you dig your heels in and get really angry.
2: I, I do. I hate it when people do it to me. Mm. I really but The don't. thing is,
1: it's like, oh, would you like to go large for 50p? And you go, nah, I'm all right. And then they go, Really? It's only 50p, and you like, well, then you fucking go large, and then you start literally just throwing furniture at them.
2: That That's not yeah. quite what happens, but that is what I, I feel in, like.
1: I was in, like, Subway the other day, because I thought I'd treat myself to a cup of coffee, which was life-changing, let me tell you. Yeah. Oh. And, like, the woman asked me, she was like, do you want a cookie with it? And I was like, nah, I'll eat it, that's the problem. And she was like, I mean, it's free, and I was like, I will take the cookie. <laughs> and then I brought it home for you. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and I was just like, I like um, the game you're playing, yeah. Janet.
2: But then, yeah, I, I bought Extreme Express a few years back. And I remember you being really good at it, Matt.
1: Like, oh, my God, of course <laughs> you played it together. I yeah. have blanked
2: this in my mind. But... Fucking hell. But that, means, a, it, that
1: means you can experience it the first time. Yeah, it. it was
2: at our old house. It's um, it, it's a game that's in the list of things we'll make a video on one day, like a,
1: a
3: review thing. <laughs> okay.
1: well, you mean like that, um, that really shitty PS, um, PS1 disc where I accidentally doxed one of the uh the game devs. Like to the point where I found his mobile number.
2: Um okay yeah that's a thing. Um I
1: thought I didn't like go out of my way to dox him. It's just his because it wasn't a very popular game that this person had made. So just look just digging for information. I found his C V with his current address, his phone number, his children's name, I was like, oh And like, you know, when you do something and you immediately just feel like a scumbag, even though you didn't mean to, it's like, I didn't mean
2: to see. It's just the guy had all of his personal information just on the internet. And you're like, wow, okay, you shouldn't do that, mate. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway. Uh, Yes. um, Although that connection only makes sense if you know that we were going to make a video about that game. Yeah. Um...
1: (laughs) But we're probably not now.
2: I mean, maybe. It's maybe on, it, we will now. It's it's on the list. Um, like, comment,
1: subscribe. What do you call a put... werewolf YouTuber? A like and subscribe. <laughs> huh? Huh?
2: The point was that as a connection, it only made sense if you knew the information that we were going to mm-hmm. make a video on it. Okay. So it seemed like a complete non sequitur without that information.
1: <sighs> a like and subscribe. Matthew, yeah. continue
2: Go... talking about things you've done.
3: Uh, that is all I've done.
2: Okay, then we, we have to start no hope. We watching
3: a new TV series, but I'll talk about that next time because mm. I want to see more of it first. Okay, okay. cool. cool. Um,
2: questions? Questions. Uh, what is the email address that people should send questions to, Snipe?
1: I hate you so fucking much. Only... Dro- I forgot to set up the new one. <laughs> I, I was going to do that. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to do it tonight. <laughs> I'm going to do it fucking tonight. You know what? <laughs> Note. <laughs> set... Was it like
3: dot mate? No, what was it? it
1: email was, up you it was like
3: dial up modem noises at or something?
1: We've, I'm not. No, I'm not setting that up. It's just going to be drama mat like get fucking. Yeah, whatever. Fuck. No, oh, mis- gonna, questions was, at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's it's good good is hard to spell.
3: I was going to do the one that we talked about last time, but I forgot what it was. Now I was going to do that today.
1: Well, that's a good <laughs> indictment for a name. Anyway, only <laughs> drama mat at snipeandwib at gmail.com we will be changing it soon no yes <laughs>
2: and I'll just sit here smugly like laughing at that I, I called it that we'd all forget to do it last episode well
1: yeah you're a really big penis pirate man wow good thank you That's terrific okay
3: right. let's relatively fly through these questions okay. because it's quite late so we have a few first mm-hmm. up Wilbur hello have Wib and Drumblebutt ever tried the game Dwarf Fortress
2: no I've I heard have it is it. a nightmare that is fantastic but takes a lot of getting into hmm they are apparently making a newer one that has graphics so,
1: <laughs> yes, the
2: original game does. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> look, I know what the game looks like, and that sounds insulting, but it's really not. <laughs> yeah, so, it's is not. it a
1: text adventure? It is yeah, one kinda. step up
2: from a text adventure.
1: An ASCII adventure. It, it yes. has
2: like blocks of color. It's yeah. it's basically um, if you oh, do, it's like the, the old, game
1: like, okay. the game
2: to look at is not uh, is not unlike watching an old uh, disk defragmentation screen. Jesus.
1: Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Just watch like a defrag screen. Shit.
3: <laughs> no, I've heard quite good things, but mm. never tried it. Um, Snipe, you didn't yeah. get a question, so your question What oh. is your favourite cheese?
1: What is my favourite cheese? Mm-hmm. Um, light cheddar.
3: You're so white. I wow. am. Wow.
1: Yeah, right, I well, hate... move,
3: b- Completely blowing off from that then. Oh. Um, this oh. is a question to guys I, both I of occasionally
1: you. dabble in medium, I swear. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Um, I have friends who eat mature cheddar! <laughs>
2: it's the mayonnaise of cheese.
1: I really am. I'm fucking. I'm embarrassingly fucking like. I'm just embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, last question from Wilbur to the two of you. What's the format of your scripts for Codex compliant? Like, is it just a wall of text or there are like images and files embedded in it? And
1: oh, it no, it's actually incredibly. Beautifully laid out, easy to see. It's in like cohesive paragraphs that are color coded for who's voicing them. Um, indents mean it's live action, and uh, what's bold indent? That's like stage directions.
2: Yeah. Um, if if to, to be more specific, Web has is, a
1: fantastic layout like, uh, for this. To
2: be more specific, it is just text because it's just a
1: script. Yeah, just a script yeah and um, we bring it up on our phones and read the script yeah to a camera but yeah that's a very 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 interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah, don't get asked that but yeah no, that's cool um, yeah. thank you Wilbur
3: good okay technician quick if you could mash together 240k units to make a new one what would
2: it be
1: dicks um okay Hawks have dicks
2: okay uh, I would like you to think about your answer and then give a different one
1: a dreadnought and a uh, defiler. No, what are the what are the big spider boys called? They're defilers, isn't? That are not thats a defiler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that, well, I maybe mean, that... defilers
2: a little like a dreadnought anyway.
1: Okay, then a defiler and Canis Wolfborn. Because then, the, like the the wolf could be gigantic and have big old spider legs.
2: To give a a similar uh, answer to your initial one, um, based on some art that I've seen, some people do. I actually would be down for like combinations of dreadnoughts with tanks like predators. So mm. basically, huh. where instead of being a walker, they're controlling a tank. I remember seeing someone who did like a, a kind of yeah, like it was like a predator book with sarcophagus in the front.
1: Cool. Also, um, I also have another answer that is really good and amazing. Gene stealers that are like the pred or dog aliens from aliens so they're like half and half yeah after they've absorbed like biomass so you'd have like you'd have like a towel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pending. Is,
3: is that the joke you wanted to make and you was like Why, no i literally I came
1: up with that just <laughs> off the bat but yeah and then you could have like 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 chaos demons but with, like, I know that's probably not quite... You're probably getting
2: more into, like, crude territory there.
1: Yeah, I know, but, like, it would be really cool to just have, like, certain little things that you could put on, like, jean stealers or whatever, so that they looked a bit different. Yeah, like, different like, so they had like Yeah, or, like, some of them where they had, like, they have, like... I know some of them do have, like, hooves and stuff, but, like, make them, like, blue. Or, you know, like, make them have more of a Tau kind of face or something like that. Or, you know, or more muscular, more bipedal ones, like, that are kind of orky, or just super psychotically powerful ones that have eaten Astartes.
2: Yeah, I don't actually know because I don't, I think they do just convert biomass straight. I don't think they take traits from them. Mm. They they um, adapt to fight things.
1: Oh shit, yeah, I'm thinking. So yeah, basically you should replace, you're- replace croot- that with crute. Yeah, because crute are the
2: ones that actually adapt from the mm. DNA. They're taking- Apparently,
1: croot hounds are um, basically just wild croot that have just gone way off the fucking DNA. Yeah, they,
2: they're croot that have eaten weird huh. shit and so they've gone ferals.
1: Yeah. Huh.
2: They're basically what Fenrisian wolves are, but mm-hmm. croot instead of Astartes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Actually, another thing, um, which is just I'd like a combination of anything and grots so that I'd have more options for my <sighs> grot rebellion.
1: That would be cool.
2: But it doesn't matter if they don't make them because I can just bash like models together until they become goblins.
3: So This, it's fine. Is, this
1: is true. But yeah, what? Drawing, Matt, what about you?
3: I would very much like to combine Tau Pathfinders with the um, Cadian Snipers. Ooh. Because I think that would look really cool and I really want like it wouldn't really work because you couldn't do it rules wise because like Tau usually they'd get like stealth drones or they'd do some sort of technology but I quite like the idea of having these like for some reason this lot of Tau were cut cut off from a lot of the technology so they're to like adapt and like actually camouflage themselves and things. That sounds be,
1: super fucking I, cool. I don't,
3: I don't think it would work rules wise. Oh, they'd like, be like
1: they'd be like Gorilla per, towel.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, oh, like they've all got so like the, you get ghillie suits and stuff, and yeah. but then still with like the towel rail rifles or whatever.
1: But but then they've got like they've got like duct tape around them or like mm. like hasty yeah, f- yeah, 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 yeah. field repair. Dude, that yeah. is fucking legit. This that's just awesome. sounds. So cool.
2: This does sound like something that is entirely possible to just convert. Difficult, yeah,
1: but, but effort entirely and possible. money.
2: Fe- yeah, and I
3: only <laughs> thought of it about thirty seconds ago. Yeah, so. why haven't you already made it? <laughs> yeah, like... where's your fucking
1: two K <laughs> points, you fucking casual?
3: <laughs> okay, next up, Pyro.
0: Hello.
3: If if we could choose a single muddy. if we could choose a single one of the traitor Primarchs to have stayed loyal, and then a single one of the loyal Primarchs to go traitor, which would it be?
1: I would say it'd be really interesting to see Angron stay loyal.
2: Ooh, yeah.
1: Because he's hmm. fucking wrecked.
2: Like, I think, um, I mean, things like the, the, you know, there's been like the Dornian heresy and there's one... Which is cool. That, um, ...that, you know, had stuff like... Yeah, there's one where I think it's Gilliman, who's like the architect of the thing. I can't remember what that one's actually referred to as. It's probably the Gilliman heresy. But, I mean, maybe, <laughs> um, yeah. But, um... But I do really. I think there's a lot of interesting things you can do with that kind of thing because some of them adhere to like certain archetypes and and like like I think one where um, Alfarius and Omegon stayed loyal that could be interesting mm. um, because they were because they're, they're sort of like. You know, on the fence about everything anyway. Yeah,
1: so like having them fully commit. Magnus would have been interesting.
2: staying loyal could be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, like, I, I would, of course, like to see an a take on Angron because
1: yeah, that sounds cause... really interesting to me. Like he'd be comp- like, like how do you take the established character traits of Angron and the fact that he is he is fucking broken, mm. and how do you make turn that into a loyalist kind of especially thing?
2: because he is fucked over super hard by yeah. the Emperor. Yeah, exactly. Um, so
1: like that would mm. be really interesting. To see that
2: it w- it would be interesting. And as for like loyalist ones turning traitor, um, I'm trying to think, what would I be would good say one?
1: Vulcan would be interesting for me,
2: purely uh, because mm. like
1: he's he's kind of like he's the, like Angron's the the busted guy, who's like obviously he's he's a, he's like you know a traitor, and Vulcan is the super nice guy. Who's obviously loyal. So, like, you swap them, swap them both around. Like, I would see like Vulcan would be a traitor because, like, f- f- for more altruistic reasons, more, more, yeah. more kind of more kind of like good intentions, pragmatism. Because the, the thing
2: I think that when you're dealing with like that these kind of ideas is that quite a few of them have got their counterpart. that yeah. is So, like, you don't really need to see what what Corvus would be like. Or, Corv- uh, you know, covers Corax would yeah. be like uh, if he was a traitor because the Night Haunter exists. You don't need you don't to see what. You don't need to what... see what
1: Ross would be like if he was a traitor because, well. Angron kind Angron of is, Angron is that. Because ex- he's like. Cause... Space also just a step away from Berserkers anyway. Yeah, they're
2: just Berserkers, but they are, like, leashed to do they're, specific They're, like, things. leashed, yeah, exactly. Um, so. And, like, um, you know, Dawn is basically Loyalist perturabo Like, they literally yeah. have a rivalry. They literally like, have a, a whole fucking, thing.
1: like, a fort building competition.
2: But, yeah, um, so I'm not actually sure when it comes to Loyalist ones. I mean, there's a lot that could be interesting, like, seeing someone like Sanguinius fall would be interesting. Or even seeing, like, um, Gilliman yeah, yeah I guess I seeing, gilliman, seeing
1: like, gilliman fall that would be intense especially hmm.
2: because in the the story he was basically off in the corner for most of the heresy because you know ultramar was being bad things were happening to ultramar he was being bushwhacked yeah yeah so but it would be interesting to see like because i think if you took like the sheer size of the ultramarines combining that with like you know some of the other like Things like the Lunar Wolves, I think it would that that is something where you would have to do some interesting story things to make it so that Terra is able to like fight them off.
1: Yeah, mm. and plus it it's just it's got that delicious kind of like you know like I mean like it's it's present there with Horus, mm. you know, he was the Emperor's favorite
2: Fulgrim. I'd like to see loyalist Fulgrim.
1: Ooh, yeah, that'd be cool. That would be a fun. That one. would be fun. Drumming what about you?
3: Yeah, like I said, like yeah, I think Gilliman, not be because mostly because I want to see how. They would make the Ultramarines interesting if they were traitors. <laughs> uh, honestly, <laughs> I, they, they'd straight just
1: go for cinch because just as planned and they are master strategists. Because they're blue. <laughs> because they're blue. Um, no, um, <laughs> I,
2: I can say that I was always a bit down on Ultramarines partially because like, you know, I started playing in third edition where Ultramarines like, f- you know, from like seconds to like, you know, for quite a long time. Ultras were kind of seen a bit like the default and were everywhere. There
1: were the Scott Summers of uh mm. Um,
2: but if you want to uh read anything that makes Ultramarines if you don't like them, read some of the Horace Heresy stuff around them. Like No No Fear. Um is really good for making you go, wow, the Ultramarines can be really fucking cool. It's just <laughs> the fact
1: that they were kind of forces the poster child, so there's the immediate knee-jerk contrarianism. Yeah, yeah you don't want to go um, with the default. You do don't you. want to go with the default, you want to be special. Hmm. You know, yeah. it's like, which, that sounds really offensive, but no, it's like, no, you want something to be special, you don't just want to go with the poster child, because that's boring. Mm. And, like, the whole, and that kind of...
2: Why well, you think I never, ever play humans in, like, role-playing games?
1: yeah. It's, it's just mm. one of those things. So it's like, yeah, the fact that they're actually cool. Gilliman is rad. Mm. And yeah. He,
2: he like, uh, there's, there's a whole section where he's on the outside of, spa- of a spaceship punching word bearers to death, like, like in the <laughs> void. How
1: fucking cool is that? It's pretty I mean, really fucking cool. Yeah,
2: I think I am mostly playing up for the joke, to be honest.
1: Yeah. But. Dude, it's fine. He
2: <laughs> does also do a full-on, like, Taken-style speech. Like, oh, okay. like basically, uh, like talking to the word bearers and and law guard. Like, a
1: fucking stab, yeah. Like
2: basically, okay. I thought there was, you know, I you don't you don't understand how who you fucked with. I am going to find all of you and I am going to kill you super hard. You guys have. I have no over three
1: hundred confirmed kills.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> he, he gives the, the grim dark fucking... <laughs> U.S. Marine. Fucking like copy past. <laughs> copy past. Listen
1: here, kid. I have. <laughs>
2: Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I kind, I kind of want to like do like something. that is supposed to be a dramatic reading of that part, but it's it just build, like a
1: Microsoft. Sam. It does all the
2: build up to that, and then it just goes into that speech instead. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so fucking funny.
3: Okay, very last question. Ooh. Okay, Ian. Hello. With the, rele- with the release of 9th edition blast rules, snipe. Are your Space Wolf dreadn- Dreadnoughts really excited of blasting the Grok Rebellion to bits?
1: My Dreadnoughts. Sorry, I, I heard no. you started saying Dreadnought and it just made me think of Ubu, because <laughs> that's basically how I talk to them every time I play. I'm like, oh my <laughs> you're yeah. And everyone is just like super uncomfortable. You don't
2: have many blast weapons. I
1: don't, honestly. Yet. I have melters, <laughs> I, have, I have like one like missile launcher. I have one missile launcher. Um, but he's he's like the stationary boy where he's got the last cannon and the um, yeah the thing. But now I've got like melters, I've got um, assault cannons. I don't have mm. any plasma because fucking, of course I don't. <laughs> you have
2: a real aversion to plasma. Mm,
1: no, I, I've used a plasma like weapon like twice. I didn't like it. it <laughs> that rolling one was too scary. Even if it's more sensible now, I ain't doing it. I just, like, <laughs> knee-jerk, do not want. Okay, yeah, but, yeah, I get But, yeah, no, it. I don't really Fair. have any blast weapons, so... Because,
2: yeah, they have become better. Because yeah. they were, like...
1: I do uh... have some missiles on my Redemptor as well. Ah, uh, but they don't work like that. But they don't work. They they literally... They're just there for, like, anti-aircraft, yeah. so...
2: Um. So, yeah, it's a weird one, because, like... Um... Because,
1: honestly, the think... way I play, I would rather charge in murder fang and just carve a fucking path <laughs> through them. That's way more satisfying to me than blowing holes yeah. and things.
2: Although, saying that, I think the way it works is that it's anything that has, like, a role for what it hits. Because mm. um, I've not... Uh, it's been a little bit... I haven't bit...
1: really paid attention, because I'm still, like, no, I'm still good on eights
2: yeah it's it's basically like i think you you know once there's like so many things you you basically have more guaranteed hits on blasts on like hordes yeah um mm. but i mean the thing is when i i'm building a, gr- a grot army um i basically accept that most of my grots are going to die anyway so
1: yeah and that's just a risk you're willing to take.
2: That's a risk I'm willing to take.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, we'll see we'll see how it goes.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued to see like when all the rules come out um specifically for what we have and how everything balances out. That is the end of the questions.
1: Oh no. Good What the hell happened to your voice? Uh, okay, shall I go make dinner now?
2: Uh I suppose. Should we end the podcast <laughs> first or shall we just leave everyone
1: no. in? Welcome to Cooking Dinner with Snipe. Um today I'm gonna cook um uh chicken. Like pulled chicken with paprika, garlic, and another couple of herbs, in um, buttery white rolls with chicken gravy made from chicken fat.
2: Um, Sniper's not going to describe what she's doing. You're just going to hear it. So uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: no, but I'm telling you what it is now. So how long?
2: How long do you think that's going to take?
1: Well, it takes about thirty-five minutes for them in the oven, right, well, and then it takes. Well, I'm going about... to bed, so. Okay. Okay. Well. well, well okay. Good night. So yeah, <laughs> it will take me like like five ten minutes, to like like to fry them in the, okay, the pan as good. well and season them properly. Um,
2: so we can just let people hear that, and then you know have it yeah. like sitting there at the oven. Yeah. You know, it will it will involve taking the whole PC and recording setup into the kitchen. <laughs> honestly,
1: I think this uh, is so, this content is worth it. So
2: you'll hear a lot of thuds and bangs, and, um, ah, which fuck. which will make like uh, normalizing out the audio a little bit more tricky. Because but, you of,
1: know, honestly, again, this content is worth it. It's definitely message in and tell us how you want to hear me cook, but not tell you what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> know that will absolutely be somebody's fetish. They'll be sitting there going, oh, it would I, be like I a... can't tell if she's cooking chicken or beef. Mm
2: just be a bit of sizzle here the occasional like swearing under your breath there you know yeah
1: yeah yeah. so um anyway thank you very much for listening to the podcast <laughs> cooking like cooking noises with snipe will be out next week the first uh the first uh edition will be is
2: that your new podcast
1: yeah <laughs> can you i just i just upload like 40 minutes of just oven noises and just me, like, cleaning dishes. It
2: does feel like one of those, like, novelty YouTube channels where it's, like, I cook a meal in another room whilst whilst unfitting music plays or something. Do you
1: remember that lady, <laughs> that American lady who had, who, who, like, made a YouTube account, dumped, like, 12 videos, like, cooking videos, and then just never logged on again? And it was, it was like, cooking with Sarah, and she would just put, like, kilograms of sugar in everything, Uh, This
2: is not a thing I am familiar with.
1: I'll have to find it. But those were just so weird because, yeah, her recipes were really strange and, like, just had so much sugar and stuff in them. It was weird. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. (laughs) And we shall see you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. Time to make some chicken.